0: Assalamu alaikum, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to T3M. For those of y'all who have been tuning in, thank you for doing that. Your support means a lot. For those of you that are new to our channel, remember to hit subscribe. We are a new up-and-coming channel trying to bring current Muslim issues, talk about some things that people are not too comfortable with, not always politically correct, but our thoughts are genuine and unfiltered nonetheless. Today, we are joined with the man, the myth, the legend, Peter Griffin. Peter Griffin. Yo, Anho, who'd you say he looks like? He looks like an African Muhammad hijab. 100%, man.
1: Allah.
0: We are joined with Ibn Murah, the time traveler. Muhammad. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
2: How are you, my bros? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, yo rabbi. Alhamdulillah, bro. Good. Alhamdulillah, man. MashaAllah. I'm so. thankful. First, I want to I start by asking... You know Imam Mura, the time traveler. Yeah. Right at the beginning, I conflated you two. No, so <laughs> Yeah, you know, when I followed him on Twitter, yeah. I, thought, I thought you were him, and then I, because I read your name, and I'm like Ibn Mura. I always thought it was Imam Mura, but maybe, maybe not. So yeah, it's similar. Where it comes from? I was inspired by. Yo, so re- Imam real,
0: real, quick,
1: is that your dad or what? Because Ibn means son of. <laughs> I mean, like I play the I play the role of Imam Mura's son on the internet so yeah but it's like a completely different person like i could explain like where that all came from yeah there go yeah. Ahead, bro
3: dive you in. Down. okay
1: all right let me just dive in all right so it started with christian prince you know do you guys know who christian prince is no nope. he's just this uh anti-islam youtuber so like he was reading like some commentary on like an islamic text and it said, marra, which basically means he once said, and then he like completely conflated it and said that it was an Imam of Islam that was saying that. So he said, Your Imam Murrah is the one who said it. So he conflated it. So like basically, and then there's this guy. So this is like from free Response. I'm sorry, I'm jumping around like everywhere, but like now nah, go ahead, bro. Go on, ahead. It was on Farid Response's channel. So he, he started this. He basically made this whole character. Imam Mura, and then he put like a Peter Griffin, like Peter Griffin with the whole thing on. And then there was a guy who started putting that as his profile picture. And then, like, yeah, he started commenting and making jokes. And then I was like, let me just join him. Like, I was the second person who joined. And now, if you look on YouTube, there's other roles like Abu Mura and like all these <laughs> other accounts that came from that. So, like, that basically is just an insult to Christian Prince. And his academic integrity, I guess.
0: Right. Or disintegrity. Yeah, lack yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, the lack
0: of that. Yeah. So
1: that's where it came from.
2: I actually didn't know that. I mean I knew about Imam Mora and Farid Response, the... and he has like a hundred and seven lies from Christian Prince. Like a yeah, hundred and seven videos talking about <laughs> his life.
1: I put it all together. If you ever visited my channel.
2: Oh really? Oh, I put it like all it.
1: I, I put it all together and it was actually like two hours long. I was not expecting it to be that long. Yeah. And like I get Christian Prince fans in my comments and they're like, You are afraid to debate CP. Because like no. <laughs> they always want you to go, they always want you to go on Christian Prince's uh channel and try to debate because like he makes money off of that and it's like their entertainment. So they're not really looking for any answers.
2: Yeah. And this is the issue when that. people What was that? I can see that. Yeah a lot of bro there's a lot of money in hating islam like david wood has a Patreon, yeah. who makes a lot of money right yeah so same with all these other um, david map. wood
1: was like the first anti-islam person that i came across yeah yeah and i it was, was like
2: what's the other dude christian prince christian no, Prince. there's yeah. another
3: dude as well Apostate he, called Prophet? Him, he called me out yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i, I saw
1: his video on you like
3: you yeah, saw the, the whole thing
1: I didn't really watch it because like I'm like ah, I really want to see what he has to say, but I don't want to give him a view and like
3: Yeah, yeah. I figured I had like, not watched it at all to be. I honest didn't watch with you.
1: it, but like it's yeah. it's weird. It's like they're trying to stop people from converting to Islam. Like every time I somebody converts it, to Islam, yeah. every time someone converts to Islam, they make a video. So like like anytime I search up your convert story, his is like right under it, like, yeah. like yeah. criticizing. Him,
2: so. wants yeah, it's, it, it's dumb. I saw I saw the first five minutes, bro. I saw the I'm sorry, this guy's an actual idiot. I saw the first <laughs> five minutes. He's no, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be rude or anything. He, don't bro, apologize, bro. He 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 went to the extent of denying yeah. media mass manipulation and the fact that if media runs with a story that's false, everyone will believe it and think it's true. He there are scholarly articles about it, there are statistics, there's works done on it. And he went to the extent of denying it because onhill made a point that he thought Islam was this terroristic religion because that's the Fox News narrative. Many yeah. people, many people can testify to that. There's works on it. He, as soon as Anhel said that, he started laughing, and I'm like, "You're gonna deny mass mm-hmm. media manipulation." That's why I say he's an idiot because it's it's basically the um. He chooses a narrative, and he runs with it. Essentially, that's what you know everyone does. But it's basically. Yeah. What, what these people operate off of is something called the uh, sharpshooter fallacy, right? You guys know, like, if you've ever been, like, arch- you know, if you went to a shooting range, right, or um, arching or anything like that. Arch- is it arching or archery? Archery. Archery.
3: Yeah, yeah, archery with the yeah. bow and arrow.
2: Yeah, yeah, thank you. Archery. Um, You know, you know, they have the bullseye. You try and hit in the middle. The sharpshooter fallacy is there's no bullseye. You shoot the wall, and then you draw the bullseye around the bullet hole you made, Right. That's essentially what they're doing. They pick the narrative and then they draw everything around it to say, see, I was completely right. I hit it on the spot. That's essentially, you know, what these people do. And it's, uh, as the brother said, a lack of academic integrity. Um, this is why when he went, and, he, and he, you know, he got basically uh, jumped by Muhammad Hijab <laughs> on the uh, the Adam Saleh podcast. He didn't yeah. have any answers and he took off his headphones and started acting like a baby. That's why David <laughs> Wood, when he, when he went against Muhammad Hijab, Muhammad hijab had the um the the privilege of of saying you know mm-hmm. 20 years of dissing islam and researching islam and all of his arguments were dismissed in four minutes yep satisfying yeah, that, That's
1: oh, that i love that, that so debate
3: satisfying. so much bro yeah bro. Right at you the end of it? the debate when um i didn't watch the whole thing i saw little snippets but i love the the part where um hijab he was going in and he was basically done. He had like two minutes left. He said, I'm just going to recite the Quran for y'all. <laughs> yeah. And he just started <laughs> yeah, reciting I'm done with this it. guy. And,
0: and then like he, the, literally, the last he literally minutes, said, bro. you can add this time to David Wood.
2: Yeah. Damn, it a crazy, on, bro. Yeah.
0: I watched the positive <laughs> Prophet video, bro. He had the a point thing. where he was like, I watched most of it. And he, there was a, the part where he was like, oh, how are you guys going to let a man who can't even pronounce Catholicism? come and talk about Islam and all that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I, I said Catholicism. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. bro, how is that even a valid point, bro? Tomato, tomato. But anyway, if you want to disregard that, yeah. then these fools desperate. talk about in the comments how we're just going to wait till next week when he says, oh, I'm going to be Buddhist or another week where he's like, oh, I'm going to be a Jew. And it's like, bro, come on, man. You, you guys, like, they pick the narrative just like Rami said. And they're mm-hmm. finding proof to just support that even if it's baseless. Bro, I'm going to lay it out real clear. All right. Number
3: one. If he had a true intention to help, he would have reached out to me personally. He wouldn't have made any video. He would have reached out to me personally and had an actual talk. Not a debate, a talk. Number two, if he wants to debate, bro, he's already been debated and he's been destroyed in a debate. Yeah. So like, it makes no sense for me or anyone else to debate him. And number three, I don't debate. I use my hands. I use my legs. I use my body. Like, bro, if you want to get to that level, we can fight. Like, I have no no animosity towards you, bro. But, like, if you want to come at me sideways, we Mm -hmm.
1: can handle it like men. Simple as that, bro. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Apostate Prophet versus Daniel Hakikachu? I heard it was
2: good. I, I heard it was really. It really
1: was. Good. It was really good. He got slaughtered on about uh Sharia law. It was. It was crazy. He was. He even cussed. He dropped the f bomb. If you didn't watch the <laughs> highlights. Yo, like, someone, someone's going
0: to take. Someone's going to take what you said out of context. He got slaughtered by Sharia law. <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah,
1: they will. They will. But like, he mm. got roasted so bad. Like, he was talking about slavery and Islam, and like, Daniel was just. Proving every point, like justifying every single thing, like logically. Like this man was slouching in his chair, like he wasn't expecting like this much of a beating. It was crazy. So like when he noticed that Daniel was bringing like studies after study after study, he started interrupting and cussing and all this stuff. It was. great where you at? I definitely recommend you should watch it and try to get him on the podcast too, Daniel. He's oh, very for good. Sure. We're
0: gonna reach out to him.
3: That's a shame, yeah. dude. Yeah. I mean, bro, again, I wanna say like, I have no animosity towards him or anyone else, bro. Cause like all these people on here, they're reacting with emotion. And it's like, bro, I have nothing to react to. You are not doing anything to me personally. You're trying to, but it's not doing anything to me. Now, if you like mess with my family, then it's a different story. Yeah. You know, but like, bro, it's YouTube. It's YouTube, bro. And again, like I said, if he wanted to help, he could reach out to people versus making a video just for views and for money. Yeah.
2: yeah. and you know, It's I, silly, yeah. bro. I find it funny because even using the, the, uh, the phrase, want to help, yeah. the hell is he helping with? He doesn't, ha- he doesn't have a solid way <laughs> of life. He doesn't have objective truth. He doesn't even know what's good or bad. How the hell is he going to help? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Doesn't make any he doesn't sense. he doesn't even you know. know how morality works. He was saying yeah. that there was an a, a yeah. different option besides objective and subjective yeah. morality. Like but he had because like...
2: he knows what is he, he knows he knew where it was gonna go, right? I think he's yep. not I don't think he's smart, but he's he, he's definitely not that dumb. He knows where it's gonna go. That's why I have to say there's a third option that I'm not gonna mention for you know undisclosed reasons. Um but Bro, like, help in what sense? You don't, you don't know what good is. You don't know what bad is. You don't know what moral and moral uh, yeah. what terms mean. They mean nothing to you. He has, like, his idea of morality is just as productive as my love for the taste of oranges. That's how productive it is. Like it's-
3: yeah. Bro, on a side <laughs> note, too, on a side note, I actually have ex-Muslims who message me on email, which I appreciate, you know, reaching out to me one-on-one they reach out to me and they'll send like this video link and the video link will be like, Oh, um, Christians killed by Muslims or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I watched the video. I'm like, all right, this is, it's kind of silly because when you're trying to like, make me not believe in Islam just because of this, when it's like a Christian wouldn't stop believing in Christianity just because of what the KKK did. yeah, You know what I mean? So it's was like, I saw that. I'm like, bro, you do understand like people are not perfect. Yeah. And we are literally at the risk of sinning, at the risk of like doing things wrong. And bro, he commented, he, he sent a message back, he said, oh, I'm sorry, I don't speak English too well. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> like you don't, you don't speak English too well, but you're over here sending me videos that are in English.
2: All right, bro. Idiotic. Um- and I, okay let's, let's think about it let's, let's use that kind of logic if you're a part of a group where if any individual or portion of that group does something that is deemed by society to be wrong or immoral or bad against the law then you would have to make your own way of life because even atheism look at what stalin did buddies with Hitler, look what he was doing you would have to denounce atheism yeah you, you can't even say i'm an atheist and but they might say, oh, atheism's not a, atheism isn't a way of life. Islam doesn't teach that. So why should I denounce Islam because of people who claim to be Muslim, what they're doing? you If you follow that logic, you can't be atheist anymore. Claim belief mm. for God and, and claim deism and khalas, that's it. And then when you find that there is a deist that did something bad in the past, you must be like, I'm going to make my own <laughs> way of life that nobody can infiltrate and, and ruin the name of. It's, it's a pathetic argument, but this is what they and, do. And, and- Go no ahead, go no ahead. Thank you. This is what they do. They appeal to a uh, shock factor, emotion. Right? They like there's this one guy on TikTok. All like recently, all he's been doing <laughs> I know
1: him. I know him. I know him. You're talking about Paul?
2: No, 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 not him. Not him. No. Oh, not Paul. Someone no. else. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the atheist troll guy. All bro, the, his oh, last oh, videos, guy. Like, yeah. His last oh, video. Okay. All he does, you believe in slavery? You don't my man, you don't know what morality is.
1: That's exactly what Ridwan was doing during that Daniel debate
2: too. He was yeah. just bringing up
1: classic arguments like everyone yeah. deserves to be free. He, he didn't even have anything to say. like
2: Yeah. See, this is the thing, man. They'll, they'll make these claims which people generally agree with. People deserve to be free. And even Islam doesn't have a problem with that. This is the thing. Islam encourages freeing slaves. We don't have a problem with that. The abolishment of slavery, even though Muslims were kind of thinking about it in the beginning, skeptical in the beginning, Allah made it halal, should we abolish it. Allah also encouraged freeing slaves. If we abolish it, everyone's free. We don't have a problem that islamically, right? They would never admit that. But yeah, but this is the issue. They appeal to shock factor because when, think about slavery and the, the connotation it has. I, I, sorry, I know we're on, I, this is kind of random, but this topic, do you guys, have you guys read what's in the 13th Amendment, which is um, abolishing slavery? it's it says... Lioness. Inshallah, if I remember correctly, I'm going to try and quote it. I might paraphrase a bit. It says that slavery or for enforced labor um, of any kind was now abolished except for um, forced labor as a a punishment. For example, prison labor. There is a form of slavery in America today, and it's prison labor. But they get mad when they hear about something like captives of war Mm. as a punishment. They are now slaves. But it's mm. going on in their backyard. They've had mm. no problem today. And slavery was only abolished in what, the, the 1600s or something like that? Or no, the, was it the 1800s? I think it was, it the was 1800s. much later than the 1600s. That's yeah. what I know. I think it was Yo. the late 1800s. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's 18 something and then it ends with a six. That's where I got confused. But yeah, what's up?
3: Just for Mohammed, I, I'm going to go as far as to say, that um
1: uh, <laughs> you saw that compilation?
3: Oh <laughs> uh, I saw that I saw that bro mm-hmm. the slavery and is I do that not from just yeah, yeah slavery is not just for the people that are locked up. Like you gotta look at slavery from an even deeper perspective like look at everyone who's in this uh quote unquote American dream over here in the USA. Yeah. like bro, these people are doing things they don't want to do. They're working jobs, they don't want to work. They're over here making all this money to get all these things to impress people that they don't really care about. Yeah. So it's like, if you think about it, those people are slaves. Yeah. Bro, when I worked at a restaurant, I remember I was working like 14 to 18 hour shifts, bro. It was so crazy. And I'm telling you, in this restaurant, as I'm doing this work, as I'm cleaning the tables, picking up after people, I'm like, yo, I am literally a slave right now. I am serving these people cleaning up after them, taking their trash. And when I say trash, I really want to say S-H-I-T, but you know, for uh, halal purposes, we're not going to go there. But y'all get the picture, right? These people would treat me terribly, and I had to take it, bro. I just had to take it because I needed money. So like, is that slavery or is that not slavery? I'll let y'all decide on that.
1: That's kind of the same thing that Daniel was saying too, like, If you don't want to work, then you get kicked out on the streets and no one cares about you or else you have to work all these long hours just to keep your house, just to keep your house. If you don't, you're out on the street and you don't got nothing. That's kind of slavery.
2: Yeah. You know, Omar Suleiman actually has like a a very, I think a very good series of, I think uh, hours worth of lecturing on this topic. And I want to add, I want to add, I hear that even with the abolishment of slavery in America, you had people, you had slaves who... After slavery was abolished, they went back to their owners and begged them to take them back because there are people, and just think about it, there are people who would rather be a slave who's taken care of than a poor person with nothing. And if if relating it to what we just, what what, uh, Brother Angel just mentioned, it's basically the same thing. You're essentially a slave to this corporation, company, restaurant, whatever it is, in the sense that you need them to survive. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be living on the street, having a horrible life except it's it's you have the freedom to leave and then go be a slave somewhere else. How is that really freedom? At least, at least in Islam, the slave has rights. They have rights to be taken care of. And if the rights are violated, they're freed. If they're even harmed in any way or disrespected, or if they're harmed, they're freed. If they're disrespected, obviously it's not allowed. And they could take it to a judge, a qadi, whatever they need. They have the right to work and buy their own freedom if they want. They have the right to get married and like all of this stuff. So it's like, it's just the picture that's been painted, you know, the the, the whip. Yeah. And and that yeah. stuff on slavery. Cool. Um, mm. let let me, me, but what about um hold up?
3: Aside from slavery, yeah, a big one that people want to point out yeah. is that if you leave Islam, then yeah. you're killed.
2: Yeah. Um, see this okay, let me let me finish this point. Man, I'm about to add to the collection. I just I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, let, me, man. let me let I, me I you, let me give you let me
0: give you some yeah, you gotta do that for, it, bro. Oh, yo, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. That was this being perfect for Rami, but let me add some pain to that. Mm-hmm. So, you thinking about all these, you were talking about slavery, right? And one thing they use as ammunition is I'm not gonna mention these for obvious reasons, but there's a lot of Muslim countries, right? Namely, one that's deemed the holiest country, and you got you got slavery here. You got you got videos on the internet of them beating and abusing and you know mistreating this their, their servants and it's like it, bro like they'll use that and they'll be like look this is a real islam this is what muslims are and it's like bro i gotta i gotta listen i'm not gonna validate what you're saying but i will acknowledge that some of the most muslim countries are out here being the most corrupt
2: yeah yeah see this is the thing sharia is based on the khalafa the islamic leader we don't have one Islamic leader. We have all these mm-hmm. different countries. They all have their different laws and different interpretations. And I'm sorry, when certain places make alliances with certain places um, that are killing Muslims, what the hell do you expect? These people that not trustworthy, man. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And also what I want to mention again was again, Islam doesn't have a problem with the abolishment of slavery. Some can even say that we're we're for it. And slave if, if any place, if any Muslim place is practicing slavery in the name of Islam, that within itself is problematic. Because the Muslims at a time agreed to abolish slavery. And Islam does not have a problem with abolishing slavery. And again, some people would say it's in favor of that. So uh, this is like this is against Islam. So they can't use the argument. And again, if it's coming from an atheist, what are they going to say? I subjectively believe this. Okay, congratulations. Cool. But um, yes. Angel, you mentioned... Apostasy. Leaving, apostasy, yes. Leaving Islam. Yes. So this is the thing. The Hadith says, whoever leaves or whoever uh, abandons their religion... Oh, pause, pause. How's your mom doing? <laughs> My mom? Yeah. Alhamdulillah, she's doing good. Alhamdulillah, doing well. continue. Go, continue. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Alhamdulillah, she's good. Um, the hadith says, Who, whoever abandons their religion and forsakes the community. Why did they cut out half the hadith? Because it doesn't sound as powerful. Whoever abandons their religion and forsakes the community, put them to death. Now, the reason for this is it's basically treason. It's breaking a social mm-hmm. contract. It's committing treason. There are places in the U.S. where if you, uh, or I don't know if it's still in the U.S. Uh, that if you commit treason, you're killed. But there are places in the world where if you commit treason, you're killed. And in Canada, mm-hmm. if you commit treason, they'll throw you in jail for 40 years and revoke your citizenship. It's not exactly killing you, but that's like the highest form of punishment in Canada because that's tough. pretty soft. Yeah, but if someone uh, for, uh, abandons their religion and forsakes the community, then they're put to death. But they quote the first half of the hadith saying, if anyone says I'm not Muslim, okay, time to Mm -hmm. cut their head off or something. Whoa. You guys saw that? That So hold up.
3: I did not not see that. But you're saying that people who left Islam, but initially just, they just kind of went their own way. But they still respected everything. They still respected Islam. They respected the Muslims. And they treated everyone, you know, fairly and with love and everything like that those people will be all right. Yeah. But then if you had people like uh, the, uh, apolo- is it the apologetics? Is that what it's called? Is there
2: such thing as atheist apologetics?
3: <laughs> I think it's, um, there's a word apologist, for it. apologist, Apologists, apologists. So these apologists, like the people who are here on YouTube, trying to like spread this word about Islam yeah. and just try to demonize and everything like these would be the people who would initially be yeah. stoned to death
1: yeah because like i'm not saying that like uh, we go ahead go ahead ahead. because like the whole society is based on islam so like if you're out here like just talking down on islam insulting the prophet insulting muslims then you're pretty much committing treason in an islamic state so like you're trying to turn people away from islam and the whole government is based on islam so you're causing this disorder and corruption everywhere
0: exactly bro it's not it's not leaving the religion yeah, it's not about causing disharmony. It's leaving the religion and causing disharmony.
2: Yeah, and this mm-hmm. is the thing, because even then, even in that case, you don't just say okay to the chopping block, right? You you actually, as far as I know, you consult them for like three days, three days. You literally, it says take them, put them in a secure place, consult them for three days, let them know what's gonna happen. Like, listen, man, let's. If you keep doing this, you know, we're, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Just stop it now. You're not helping. You're causing corruption. Just stop it. And at that point, that person's not an innocent person. They're intentionally trying to cause disunity. They're intentionally trying to commit treason at this point. For three days, they recited the words mm-hmm. of Allah, trying to be brought back to Islam, or at least getting them to stop doing what they're doing, stop forsaking the community. And even, bro, this is the most beautiful part. That's not even the, the that's not even the necessary solution, because Muhammad Hijab mentioned in the the debate with the prophet that mm-hmm. it's Islamically feasible, it's Islamically coherent that you would have a treaty with a non-muslim land and if you have apostates you just transport them there yeah, you case.
1: just ship them away
2: yeah a lot of them, for, them over there exactly yeah
1: it's it's all for keeping social order basically it's not yeah, about exactly. oh this person left their religion type yes. think so exactly yeah. but
2: these people again they want this shock factor
0: y'all want to y'all want to know what's just as beautiful bro so remember remember a couple episodes ago I know you guys know that Rami brought up how uh, we need four male witnesses in Islam. We brought the whole thing about, you know, j- judicial systems and having witnesses. And there was a Hadith where the Prophet ﷺ had a man, and the man committed a grave sin. And the man came to the Prophet and said, hey, you know, I did this. And uh, the Prophet was like, okay, are you sure? Um, and he was like, yeah, I'm sure. And then the Prophet ﷺ was like, okay, cool. Um, just didn't, didn't take any action on it. The guy came back another day, and he was like, "Hey, man, like I, I, I committed the sin." And the Prophet was like, "Okay, are you are you certain? Like, are you mentally sound? Are you mentally ill? Do you have any any symptom or anything else?" He was like, "Nope, I'm sound, cool." Came back another day. Uh, the Prophet was like, "Okay, cool. Are you under the influence of any intoxicant?" And and the Prophet did this four times, right? Because you need four male witnesses until he was sure that the man committed the sin.
2: Yeah. And at this point, let's like, keep in mind this man knows what's gonna happen to him. He's intentionally, like like he's asking for it, basically. Mm-hmm. That's why he testified four times. The story I heard, the story I heard was that he he came to the Prophet and said, I did this. And the Prophet I said, no, you didn't. And he walked away. That's and one, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, And then that happened four times. I did it. No, you didn't. I did it. No, I didn't. Uh, no, you didn't. Four times. And then he came back to the Prophet and I said, I, I did it the fourth time or something. And yeah, and then the Prophet "him." then he said, are you crazy? Are you like, are you mad? Because if he's mad, he doesn't know what he's saying. He's let go. He says, "No, mm-hmm. I'm not." He's like, like are, you, "Are you drunk?" Because if he's drunk, he's safe. He's let go. He doesn't know what 100%. he's thinking. Uh, but again, this happened. The only time these these like capital punishments took place, as far as I know, was when people uh, testified against themselves for a time, literally asking for the punishment. And at that point, it's like, if we didn't do it, they would have done something to themselves. <laughs> yeah,
3: so, dude. Yep. dude. And if y'all think about this,
2: all
0: right? I completely forgot what I was gonna say. All right, man. Uh, you're picking up on Rami's uh, lack <laughs> yeah, of memory, Lucidity, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have both of y'all take some. Uh, what was that? Lion's mane mushroom. Y'all ever tried that? It's one of those, uh, those supplements. They call them nootropics or nootropics, right? And it's like a, blur- it's a brain supplement, completely natural, bro. Uh, I never, you know, experimented with those, but I heard those are good. I'm pretty sure that halal, bro. Mm, okay, I remember. I remember. All
3: right. So if y'all think about this, as humans, what do we do with other humans? Like when we always want to share something. All right. We either want to share something that we did, something that we experienced, or it's something that we are feeling. All right. Like if I feel happy, bro, I want to share that with y'all. Yeah. You know, if I feel sad. Well, personally, I wouldn't want to share that with anyone, but a lot of people nowadays, they feel sad and they start sharing that with people. Like, bro, I remember being a kid and being on Facebook and just typing on, like, the Facebook status, is like, oh, I'm depressed, or on MySpace, typing up that I'm depressed or something like that. I do not even know what depression was, and I'm over here saying I'm depressed. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is that, as humans, we're always trying to share something, all right? And someone who is leaving Islam for whatever reason. And, and guys, if, if you just pay attention to all these people who are living Islam, they're very emotional. You know, like they're not, they're not really um, seeing things the way that they should be. They're, they're seeing misconstrued things. Their emotions are getting in the way. Their mind is altering all the things that are coming up. You know, like we could even go as far as to say that they are... Uh, falling victim to the whispers of you-know-who, right? So this person is basically being swayed in a path that's causing them discomfort. And then now that they're leaving Islam, they want to share, because that's what humans do, we share. So imagine this person is feeling all this discomfort, all this agony, all these um, uh, conflicting ideas, these thoughts that are going on inside them, and then they're over here sharing that with every other person. Like, now these other people are going to start get, getting the same thing that this person has. And, like, that's where it would be a dire thing where it's, like, it, it would impact people in a big way. Because, like, bro, this guy, um, I don't even know his name, bro. The dude that hijab uh, debated, bro, like, the one who made a video on me.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, bro, look, look at his content. You know, like, the the little bit that I saw, which was only on the debate with Muhammad Hijab, bro, it just, it showed me the type of state that this individual was in. And it's like, just, just know, like, anyone who watches his videos, you guys are receiving what he is transmitting. And what he is transmitting is the discomfort and everything that he feels. So it's like, it just makes sense, everything. And I'm not trying to justify the whole killing aspect, but it's like... When you put it all together,
2: it all clicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. I wanna I wanna piggyback that point really quick. Because I ahead, would boy. I would even go as far as to say, yes, I would even go as far as to go say ahead. that most the most popular Islam haters are non-academics. There are people like like Sam Harris, but he's more pro atheism and less anti-Islam, right? Um, there are Christian apologists like uh William Lane Craig and and uh, even Jordan Peterson has, has a certain opinion on, on uh Islam.
3: Yeah, let me pause you right there for a second. I'ma put my video off for a few minutes, but I'm gonna be in the audio. So I'm okay. gonna hear you guys, I'm gonna respond to everything. Just bear mm-hmm.
0: with me. Pause you too, bro. All right. You heard about you heard about the the guy that was exposed that Muhammad Hijab refuted. It was that uh scientific guy. you know what you know what's going on guys guys let me let me disregard the picture nah let me let me tell you guys something that that's so it's such a shame but our viewers our lovely viewers t3m family whenever anhel turns off his camera he has the most ridiculous profile pictures known to man and it's a shame because y'all are just probably seeing his his name in block text on but man
1: (laughs) i can't see it Oh, you can't see it? <laughs> nah, I can't. I'm on mobile, so. Oh, swipe. Oh,
0: swipe and go. Swipe, yeah, swipe, swipe to the gallery. Yeah. You should have been in gallery view,
1: bro. <laughs> bro, what is that, bro? <laughs> that's him, bro.
2: That was him before he accepted Islam. Yeah, so look, what, look what it's done for him.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, fixed, it fixed that
0: nose, that's for sure. But yeah, as I was saying, guys, so Muhammad Hijab talked about uh, a man who was in the scientific community, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he refuted him. Did you guys see that video? How recent was it? Y- yeah,
1: I watched it. I watched a like week half ago. Of
0: it. Yeah, I tell did. us a little bit about it because I think Neil deGrasse Tyson is what? He's a it cosmologist. Was just, and it was just, he is very anti Islam.
1: It was just so dumb. Like, he was saying that Islamic history had no science. He was saying that, um, he was say- you know, like Al Ghazali, yeah, yeah. Know. Yeah, so he was saying that Al-Ghazali is the one who put Islam together and that it was all just disorder and chaos before that and everyone was interpreting the Quran the way they wanted to. Um that no, was ridiculous. That, yeah, it was something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that's necessarily wrong because we did have disagreements. Um and there were some certain people in in Islamic history that um mm-hmm. really brought the truth forth, but they did it based on the Quran and Sunnah. Right? It's not like they came and added, added things, right? No, yeah, that's yeah. The narrative like, that Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying. Yeah, without no, the Quran in,
0: and the Sunnah, he was, like, the main guy. And it was like, nah, bro. If anything, he's yeah. he's done a lot for the, the Sufism community. And not Sufi as in modern day what they're doing and, you know, mm-hmm. those spinning and all dancing and chanting. No, but he's done a lot for bringing Sufism in terms of just meditation and, like, properly accepting the spirituality and the ruh. Yeah. And- mm-hmm. Allah, yeah. man.
1: Yeah, but he was saying that Islam basically had like no foundations until Al Ghazali. Mm,
2: that yeah, and,
1: that's and he was saying that there was no science, there was nothing invented or something like that. There was no kind of, science or anything like that in the history kind of, of Islam. That's yo, what he
2: was pushing. Wouldn't I that mean, tell us? Tell us, now, I'm not on bro. I'll let you go. I was, I was gonna say. Sorry, just a thought. Wouldn't that um, kind of? Wouldn't that uh, be in favor of Islam? With all the because Islam in the Quran is in line with 21st century science. So if there is no science at the time, no way to know these things, and the Prophet said it, wouldn't that be in favor of Islam if it didn't come about until later? But it's in the Quran which came before. Um, I don't really understand the, the argument, but inshallah, I'll watch the video.
1: Yeah, but I love I love the way Muhammad Hijab algorithm chased on that one. The title was just perfect. Mm-hmm. Like when you just search up Muslim schools, it pops up Muslim schools neil deGrasse tyson i love how he did that
0: yeah
1: it got a lot of views too
0: yeah it did man 100 percent. congrats to alhamdulillah all goes to anhel for finally hitting 100k views on his my convert story my revert story Mashallah. because these are the videos that truly require viewers
1: mm-hmm. i
0: want to give a big shout out to arami as well you know for all you do for the channel all your wisdom, all your knowledge. Nah, I want to give another shout out to Muhammad Ibn Marah, the time traveler, bro. And I wanna, I wanna to get to know a little bit more about you. And for the viewers that don't really know, my first question to you will be: How did you find our channel?
1: Um, I don't really remember how I found your channel. Like it was on the. It was like around the time when I was like getting off of TikTok and I was like pulling away like cause I completely deleted the app. I used to be on TikTok. I never really made videos like that. But yeah, so and then I saw like I saw like promotions here and there for the podcast. So I was like, cool. I didn't know. I didn't know you and I didn't know. I, well, I knew Anhel, but I didn't recognize who he was, but he looked familiar. So I was like, let me just go to their channel and just give him a sub, you know. And I was kind of busy at the time. So I didn't watch episode one. And then I came on episode two and I started leaving the timestamps. I was thinking like, yo, this has, this podcast has the potential to be something big one day. So I was like, I'm going to help out with the timestamps. So I put it, I was like, I'll be trying to keep up and leave the timestamps. That's pretty much how I found it pretty much off of like TikTok or Instagram, like those areas.
0: Mm, So it's not the, the, Traditionally, you know, you found Rami's TikTok or you watched Anho's Revert story with the podcast. It was it was you just came wow. across it through the color of Allah. And then mm-hmm. you just came you just yeah. from the jump. All right. So if you guys have made it this far, we did mention that we're going to have a special announcement today. So we are officially and publicly extending our invite and... It's all. It's gonna go to Muhammad Ibn Murrah, the time traveler. You are now officially a part of the T3M, the Three Muslims podcast team. You are gonna be equal to all of us, not better, not worse. And from now on, man, you are responsible for always doing the timestamps. And guys, if you guys are wondering, these these past few weeks, you've been seeing these crisp, clean thumbnails. It's all. It's all you. It's all Ibn Murrah. So you've been you've been handling all of these amazingly, mashallah we are going to look forward to launching a T3M highlights or T3M clips channel, just like, you know, a lot of other podcasts have rolling and we're going to make sure that you are responsible for handling that too. So all mm-hmm. of the backend work, all of the foundation, you're basically the brains of the operation. So this is all going to be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to give you a big, Thank you for all that you've done so far, without even being a part of the team. It really goes to show about your character, your integrity, and your support for the podcast as a whole. I yes, promise. congratulations,
3: brother. That means, <laughs> hey, that means now you're gonna help us pay taxes.
1: <laughs> this yeah, guy's I mean, uh, profile pic caught me off guard again.
0: Facts. I don't even think you're old enough to pay taxes. Are you?
1: No. He I, I
0: am mean, 16, I'm 16 Yo, so Loki, why don't you handle all of our income Just for, just for the next foreseeable future <laughs> Just so you know <laughs> Get some, a uh, little bit of tax evasion No, I'm just playing Stuff But yeah, so, so next next, I want to get into Okay, now that that's over with Get a little bit yeah. more into you um, Tell us more about you, where you live Kind of your upbringing in brief Whatever you feel comfortable sharing And if you have any questions for us Let us know those before mm-hmm. you go Because they might be on your mind
1: Okay, so I'm just I'm just a regular teenager. I live in Washington. I lived in uh, Kent Covington area, but now I'm like in Spanaway. I am i don't think you guys know because like those are the smaller cities. But like, yeah, so I've been just chilling. My religious upbringing was just I was given the foundations like believe in Allah, believe in the prophets. The Quran is the scripture. Like that's where we mm-hmm. get our knowledge from. And then later on, like, it started like when I was 11, 12-ish. I started getting into the proofs and all this. The first the first thing that I found, like the first doubt of Islam or like the first doubt or shubha that was thrown at Islam that that came to me was the Surah 9, uh, uh, Surah Toba about the verse about killing disbelievers and stuff. And I came across it from David's channel. So like after that, it was just... I just kept going and going, and I delved deep into it. I started watching Zachary Naik videos and all the scientific miracles and all that, and that's how I kind of got my faith, by proof, basically.
0: Hey, Amen. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, man. SubhanAllah. And you, you are you're Somali?
1: Yeah, I'm Somali.
0: Alhamdulillah. Were you born in Somalia or were you born here? Nah, I was born here. Yeah, I could tell, bro. I could tell. Yeah. Um, but you have you got any siblings?
1: Yeah, I have siblings. I have a brother who's fifteen. Inshallah. I have a sister who's nine, ten, and then another sister who's five, another sister who's like three months old. So yeah. And you are sixteen yourself. Yeah. I'm the oldest. You're the, you're the oldest of the pack, you're the leader of the tribe. Yep.
0: And Mm-hmm. You have four siblings. I'm not surprised. That's, that's typical Somali, yeah. typical African households, man. That's Y'all well, are doing good for fifth, the ummah man. I
1: had a fifth one, but he passed away, so. No, but it was oh, as like, a, it it was peace, like as an infant. Yeah. As an may he rest in so. peace. He will be in no. peace. He's an infant. <laughs> yeah, facts.
0: am yep. no, saying.
3: May, he, he, may he rest in peace, yep.
1: bro. Yep. thousand percent, man. Oh.
0: All right, bro. I'm just just curious, man. A lot of viewers are too. What did you do in this meantime that you turned your
1: camera off? Uh, uh, did you record? Did you record that part when I had the camera off? Oh no, we're talking. No, about... not you. We're talking about Anil. Oh, oh, hill. Oh, I thought it was me.
0: What up, bro? No, no, no. You, you've been, you been straight. Okay.
3: What you been I mean, up to, Angel? Uh, just listening to guys. To be honest.
0: That's so creepy, bro. Why'd you tell me that? I had to
3: listen. I had to turn the camera off so I could like really listen to what was being said. You know, like my ADHD was acting up. Mm.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm, I bet, bro. No, no, for real. I was just walking. Uh, after I eat, I like to walk for like five, 10 minutes. It helps with your digestion. Yeah.
0: It's yes, very nice. Yeah. That's dope, man. Yo, Arnold, you got any more
1: questions for Muhammad?
3: So you're 16? Yep. What are your hobbies right now, bro?
1: Um, just helping you guys, watching Muslim videos. Well, when there was no quarantine, I was playing basketball. Uh, that's pretty much it. I'm a hooper. you a hooper?
3: Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Rami's a hooper, too. Yes, yes, How it.
1: tall are you? How tall are you? Which one? You. Me? I'm 5'11". Ooh, I'll probably dunk on you. Damn. Yeah, nah, I How tall <laughs> are you? Damn, I'm only 5 seven. You're five at sixteen? I'm five Yeah, I feel oh, average. Got... Like I feel nah, average. You're gonna be
0: six feet easy if you keep hooping. What about Rami? Six,
1: you? six I, I knew you were tall.
0: Yeah, he looks tall, doesn't
3: he? <laughs> like just when yeah, you look at does. him in the videos, he's got the the long frame. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people
0: have been telling me though that when they see our podcast, like they think he's short. Like, they're like, yo,
1: I thought Rami's like five. Yeah. One. I, I actually subconsciously, I'm like, I don't know. Subconsciously, I always think he's shorter.
2: Really? Damn.
1: Maybe it's because yo. you're like slimmer a little bit. So, like, I don't know. And then you're like, it's like the top part is only showing. So, I'm like,
3: yeah. yeah. Muhammad a, bro, we're going to have to play basketball one day, bro.
1: Yeah, oh, we're no, going to have to play basketball. I'm going to have to Take break your ankles.
3: ankles. Bro, I'm going to have to break your ankles just as I'm going to break Rami's, bro. All right, keep talking, man. Keep talking.
2: (laughs) It ain't hey, Robbie.
1: Did you ever play on a basketball team?
2: Uh, I did for a bit, yeah, on in high school and on rep. Okay, wow, how about you, bro?
1: bro. I never got chosen on a basketball team, but I'm really good, though.
3: Yeah, good, good, mashallah, man. I was, um, I played on teams outside of school because when I was in sixth grade. I got humiliated, man. Like it was such a sad story, bro. I was um trying out for the the basketball team. I was so sure of myself because like I had been training for like two years now, and I was like, "Ooh, bro, I'm gonna make this easy." And I had just made uh, like a good friend on the bus. I'm not gonna say his name or anything. Uh, that's irrelevant, but bro, in the basketball tryouts, we were in the gym. Everyone was like sitting down and they would have like these pickup games just so the coach could like see your skills. He could assess your defense. He could assess your awareness, your offense, your ability to shoot, pass, cross, all that good stuff, bro. And man, like me and this other kid and then all these other dudes were just spinning around on the ground, acting like fools, bro. The coach looked back at us. He's like, hey, all of y'all, y'all can leave. Bro, I remember I was like, no, 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 coach. Like, I'm sorry. I, I ain't mean to. I ain't mean to. And, bro, like, he's like, no, 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 no. y'all want to play games. Y'all can leave my gym. I was like, coach, please, please, like, give me another chance. Didn't give me another chance, bro. I remember I was crying so much, bro. That I would have cried never, too,
1: maybe. Bro, I, I cried so
3: hard, bro. I cried so hard. And then I just, uh, I, I didn't try out. It was, like, something that just kept stopping me from trying out.
2: I still break your ankles, though. <laughs> Just we'll see about record, that. Just for the record, that coach is yeah. an absolute soy boy. That is such a Ew. like what a waste, man. He killed. But I mean, bro, dreams. if you're a coach,
3: bro, if you're a coach and you see some like kids fooling around, like I'm, I'm sorry, but I would have sent them home too.
2: No, at least a warning first, like I understand. Yeah, I
1: would have, I would have warned them first, like,
2: like it's a yeah. And kids, they're kids. Come on, man. Yeah, they're it kids, is. Like...
3: It is what it is, though, y'all. It is what it is. They can still in the break ankles. Right
1: all you right. could have been bro, in the NBA right
3: now. I could have, but you know what? Allah's plan is greater than ours, bro. Here I am, about to go into MMA. Mashallah.
1: Oh, you Mashallah. do
3: MMA? Yes, sir, bro. That. Why do you think I said the whole thing about fighting? And like, I don't debate. Like, I use my my body, my hands, my legs, my I don't knees, don't know. Maybe, my maybe you're
1: just a street fighter. Maybe you're just a street fighter. Damn. Was Hall of Fame intimidation? Damn.
3: <laughs> No, man's trying, man, trying to man's trying to go big. You think you think I'm intimidating,
1: bro? No, not anymore. Damn! Not anymore. It's good. A lot of people like, do like, think since he became Muslim. Yeah, I was gonna say that, man. Like you can literally see his brother. In his, yeah, like his, in his face changed. His oh, face man. changed. I don't know.
3: But real talk, brother. So like, like, i be walking, i be walking places and and people do get scared. People get intimidated, and I have to like remind myself that people get intimidated so i have to smile and like be more uh kind to people in order for them to be like all right Um, yeah
1: but now you're now you're the friendly giant as my brother in islam so it's it's good to have that
2: balance though yeah balance you know being being able to put it on take it off and you need that you need that because sometimes you need to be a little grungy sometimes you need to be nice so. Hey, Amen. I mean,
3: my bad. <laughs> like, like an American. <laughs> Yo, so you said you played basketball. You you haven't played basketball in a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, in a long time. I haven't played okay. since like June. Wow, mashallah.
3: Mm. Damn, dude. I bet yeah. you are
1: you missing it? Uh yeah, I'm missing it. I'm I'm missing it a lot. Why I are you not that. playing? There's no basketball courts around here, and I just moved.
2: Mm.
1: So, Damn, like, dude. there is no basketball courts nearby anywhere. I don't even think there's a gym here. That's tough. That's yeah, tough. Yo,
3: what if but we like, do you have people around you that also want to play? Oh, uh, yeah. My dad plays, my
1: brother plays.
3: Bro, what if we start this man to go fund me to get him a basketball hoop and a basketball? We could why do not? it. I'm down. I'm down.
0: I'm down. That's actually that. a good idea. Because yeah. at the end of the day, man, you got hoop dreams. I'm not saying you want to be in the NBA, but I'm not not saying that. So why not we just yeah. we just do what we can to just get you back yeah. to what you were already doing? Cuz times are tough, man. It's COVID. There's no gyms open. Here's the thing. You got no gyms near you or hoop courts near you? If we yeah. had some near us, we still wouldn't be able to play because we're in full lockdown, lockdown. Yeah. I know the States is on some other stuff, but uh, why not, man? Where are, you, where are you from? Where are you at right now? We are. I'm in a city called Waterloo, an hour away from Toronto. Yeah. And Rami is in, where are you at?
2: I'm in Mississauga, like right beside Toronto. Yeah, but we're so both in Toronto. Ontario, so same provincial lockdown. We're both in Ontario,
1: but not Ontario, oh, California. You guys, right. you guys are in Canada? Yeah, we're in mm-hmm. Canada. Where are
0: you at? I don't know.
3: I'm in Dubai right now.
0: Damn, you're in Dubai.
1: That's crazy, bro. I was going to go to Dubai.
3: (laughs) Nah, nah, I'm not in Dubai. I'm in Florida right now.
1: Wow, Florida. So we're in the opposite corners of the U.S. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
3: Bro, but listen, we're going to do this GoFund for you. All right, we're going to get this basketball court we're going to get we're well, not a basketball court cuz that would be a little too much y'all. We're going to get you the basketball hoop and we're going to get you a basketball. And bro, at some point inshallah, we'll all get together. Yep. So one I can cross you and Rami. and two, bro, I can uh this is introduce you into martial is... arts. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been I've what been is martial
1: arts. The fact that you're yeah, getting bro, me a me, hoop.
3: Let me let me no, because
0: I'm, I'm
1: a this practice is, uh, for you, and I'm a crossing. Improved. Oh, hey. wait! All right, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Have you uh, have you traveled a lot or no, Mohammed? Uh, the only place I've been to, the only place I've been to was in uh, Kenya, Nairobi. Mashallah. And I've been there. Nairobi. I've Mashallah, been there for Mashallah. like a I month. I travel, bro. Listen,
0: listen. I travel yeah. a lot. Alhamdulillah. Not as much as, obviously, Anhel. I don't I travel a fair amount. Huh? I think you travel more than me, bro. I'm capping, bro. But I'm trying to get you two to travel more. And so we were just talking on the low about T3M, the three of us. We're planning a trip sometime. Not not going to be immediately soon, but sometime that works out. And, bro, if you're a part of T3M, you're coming with us. So it's going to be a dope trip. Where well, you guys got plans sure, to go. Just waiting. We Honestly, bro. I know. I'm thinking somewhere like Switzerland. Switzerland. And this guy always wants to I go to the I stopped by there once. Where there's just... snow. Have you seen Switzerland in the summer, bro? It's hella warm.
3: No, nah, bro. We gotta go nah. somewhere tropical, bro.
0: We can't go to somewhere tropical, bro. Listen, yeah, if like... we can go to Switzerland, we can go somewhere tropical. No, nah, I'm saying like we can, bro, because you want to oh, go somewhere okay, tropical, bro. Okay. Go to the beach. Bro, go to Miami. You go to you a tropical area.
3: And bro, even the beaches in Florida ain't really tropical. Mm. Like bro, I'm an island boy. I'm from Puerto Rico. Like I know what tropical
0: is, and like <laughs> Florida ain't tropical, my dude. Have you ever been back to uh, Puerto Rico recently? And then for you, have you been back to Somalia recently?
1: I never been to Somalia Let's go first, bro. No way. Never You've been to Kenya, but not Somalia. Yeah cuz most of my family's in Kenya. They moved from Somalia to Kenya so they're all just chilling there. It's nearby at least. Mm-hmm. But like hey, I was Yeah, go on. Oh. <laughs> I was I was a little bit too young to remember. I remember a little bit cuz I was like in fourth grade but like I remember some experiences and then I forgot most of it.
3: Did they teach you how to run?
1: <laughs> What do you mean,
3: bro? Kenyans have like the best form when it comes to running.
1: I never ran; I was always chilling in the house. This guy, bro. <laughs> All right, I never. Bro. Left We're the gonna house, have
3: bro. to listen. I'm gonna introduce you to martial arts. I'm gonna have to hand your ass to you a little bit just so you can start learning. <laughs> and two, bro, I'm gonna have to like get you started in terms of like more exercise more using your body and like getting outside man because bro hey the prophet said it best man like you need to be a strong you need to have a strong body yep like bro rami why don't you why don't you say that little line again because left my mind if,
2: if <laughs> i uh if i remember if i if, if i'm we're talking about the same thing we're on the same wavelength yes. here yes. Yes. Hadith I the I said, said that the strong believer is better than the weak believer although they both have good Not me
0: that's it Present. yeah hey
2: what you yeah, what you t- trying
0: to do like in terms of maybe a career dream job
1: your purpose you know no clue man taking it day by day yeah. Just day by day, just putting trust in Allah.
3: There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there you go. But, okay, so I get it. It's beautiful, putting your trust in Allah. That's how it should be. But mm-hmm. are you taking the steps necessary to start figuring it out? Because you can't just sit back like this yeah. and be like, all right,
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I what can't expect gonna do? miracles to happen.
3: So what are you doing, bro?
1: Just chilling in school. <laughs> just chilling
2: in school, you know? Just chilling, man. Let him chill. Let him do his yeah, thing, bro. What, what just you, relaxing,
3: bro. What, what nah, you bro. Me? Listen, I'm when I was 16 years old, if I could go back and talk to myself at 16, number one, I'd smack myself across the face. And number two is I would start to tell myself to, like, just do more. Like, don't be so content and comfortable with just chilling, uh, going on the internet, playing video games, watching TV, hanging out with friends and stuff like that. Like, bro, the more things you try, Mm -hmm. the closer you're going to get to like finding what it is that's for you. You feel me? Like, again, like we can't sit back, but we also can't be so like in a rush to find what it is. Like, the more you look for something, the more it's going to elude you. So it's just a matter of like trying new things. Cause if, if I would have been trying new things, like I probably would have came on to uh, MMA or just martial arts in general, like way sooner than now at 20. Wow. I, 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 I uncovered it around like 25, 26. So like, I could have probably uncovered that by like 19, 20, if I would have been trying new things. You feel me? So like, that's why yeah. I ask you like, what are you doing?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can't say the same to be honest. I would just let myself be and uh alhamdulillah. I know yeah, cuz just... you never know where you're going to end up, man. Yeah, that's true. But
0: I see on those point at the end of the day 100%. because yeah, you got you got to know at least what you like, bro. So you know what you're going to like and not what you're going to dislike. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm only going to speak for myself right now. In terms of having one life purpose again, I don't think I don't think I found it, but I will say, even though I'm in grad school right now and I'm doing this podcast, I don't know too much about other things, but this podcast, I'm never gonna stop. And I'm pretty sure Rami, her Muhammad, you guys are now on the same boat. Like this podcast, this is bigger than us. Right? Like yeah. when we die, YouTube is gonna stay. Yeah, YouTube might 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 do some, you know dumb stuff and you know delete our channel or demonetize because you know the truth has enemies now come on now and who cares because we'll still have patreon we'll still the lives that we have impacted and influenced through the grace of allah those people are going to continue to pay it forward so at the end of the day it's a win-win but until then this is not stopping yeah let's say one day i don't really work and i don't open my own you know clinic and i keep doing whatever whatever i'm doing this podcast is staying like i'm still gonna devote my life into this and I'm pretty sure, you know, on Angel, let's say, I'm not going to say MMA is not going to work out, but let's just say if it does work out or if it doesn't, you are still rather die for this. And that's the same with you two. So yeah. at the end of the day, the way things are looking right now, I'm not going to say T3M is my purpose, but it is a mm-hmm. purpose. And it's something that I haven't actively sought out. It's something that just came to me. And it's, yeah. it's almost like Allah gave it to us. Mm.
3: All right, bro, let me let me clarify a little, little bit for you. So for a long time, I was on this whole wave of purpose. Like, you have to find your purpose. You have to have this purpose. And, like, once I got into Islam, I really understood, like, okay, the true purpose is to come back to the Creator. like, to navigate through this dunya and to be on that straight path. Because, I mean, like, bro, like, I could have my purpose in martial arts, but then that'll end. And then what? I could have my purpose in extreme sports, like skydiving, wingsuit flying and all this stuff. But at some point that's going to end. And it's like, then what? So I'll, I'll go as far and I'm going to say it again, bro. I'll go as far as to say I'm gonna reframe it instead of saying purpose, because we already know what our purpose is. Our purpose is to oh, worship bro. the creator and come back to the creator and stay on that straight path. Get past this damn dunya, because this is a test. This is temporary. This is so temporary as compared to what's to come. So instead of purpose, it's more so passion. And it's like, what are you passionate about? And you could be passionate about a lot of things, but there's going to be one thing that's like, when you do it, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to rationalize. You don't have to justify. It just, it, it hits you, bro. Like it smacks you across the face. Like, ah. This is it, you know what I mean, and like, it it takes a while to get there, bro. Like, or it might not. It's it's literally <coughs> yeah, like man. when when you're ready, and when Allah it. But just to reframe it for
0: you, cause it's I not know, purpose; bro. it's more passion. You used to used to be on that on that purpose train, like yo, y'all, everyone has one purpose. You gotta find it, but it's like it's not so black and white. And once you can Islam, I know you're seeing this. Full and clear right now that the one purpose, you aren't wrong. There is still one purpose. Yeah, exactly. But it's, but it's exactly. like in terms of like what you want to do in this dunya, you still can't just be sitting back, and be like, oh, I'm gonna just do whatever. Nah, you still gotta make a living. Because mm-hmm. you know, Islam tells us that being close to being uh broke and being in poverty is being close to being a disbeliever. So we still mm-hmm. have to do something with our life. That's the way you came in, tying it out into mm-hmm. the passion. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's multifaceted in and that's the beauty of it. Let's say you like basketball. All right. You don't like that's your passion, but there's not one thing. You don't have to be in the NBA. What if you love basketball, but you love helping people even more? Ah, then you can be a basketball coach. Right. What if you love basketball, but you you're not really into the playing of it, but you love the sport. Okay. Why don't you be someone that designs basketball shoes? There's so much you could do with one passion. You know what I mean? Like, just like Mm -hmm. T3M, we're not all doing the same thing, but it's all for one cause, right? So at the end of the day, like, that's the beauty of anything.
3: But, the bro, what's even more beautiful is that the passion connects with the purpose because, like, whatever it is that you're passionate about, you're going to be putting everything that you got into it. And when you put everything you got into it, you're putting, like, your soul, your sweat, your blood, your tears, bro, everything – you're putting it into what you're doing and like the person who's on the receiving end and is receiving whatever it is that you're giving like, bro, they are receiving nothing but purity, bro. Like if I'm over here, like I have this huge passion for MMA and then I'm teaching, you, I'm a coach and I'm showing you like, bro, this is what works. And I'm like literally taking my time with you step by step, showing you, Every single movement, how your body's functioning, which muscles are activating, which ligaments are being pulled here and like everything to where you just you're grasping everything perfectly, bro. Like you're going to get more from that than someone who is just an MMA coach for the money, which ain't really that much money in it. But let's just say he's in it for the money. There's no real passion in it. He's teaching you something, but he's you're not really receiving that gift you know what I mean? And like, that's where it ties back in with like your purpose, which we're talking about. The purpose is worshiping Allah, coming back to the straight path, getting past his dunya. It's like, bro, you, you lead by example, right? You could sit here and say all this stuff, but if you lead by example and you're doing your passion, like, you, you're essentially spreading dawah without
0: saying anything about Islam. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. I wanted to, mm-hmm. I wanted to add to that, that train that you're on right now. And a lot of people hit us up in Patreon, in our requests, in our DMs, in email, in our inbox, whatever you want to say. We've gotten this question a lot. Where do you draw the line between helping people about Islam and people that are just like lost causes? Or like not lost causes because only Allah knows best, but they, they, there's no progress that you can make with them. I know, I know you guys have each had a friend or two, a brother or sister in your life where you try to, you know, bring them on the straight path, but they just don't want to see it and they just don't want to believe it and they just don't want to let their ego down. And it's like, I always categorize people into three um, different groups. And the first one is like people that you can make a little bit of progress with, all right? These are the people that are kind of susceptible, kind of, you know, open to influence so you can bring them into Allah's path. I would say these people, go at it. 100% not go at it as in like completely but definitely do your best don't push them away from Islam but definitely bring them forward don't loaf down it don't sit on it all right these are difficult conversations but conversations that need to be had nonetheless all right the second group is people that have kind of no interest all right you could tell that you've kind of been putting in work or they kind of don't want to they don't want to accept Islam they're kind of Islamophobic they have too much programming that they need to overcome themselves but they're not doing the necessary steps I'm not going to say call us and just abort it, but I would say don't spend as much time on these people and try to find people in the first group because these people, no matter what, some people are genuine here to just not be with the program. And Muhammad sent me a text last night how um, Allah literally says that the, all the people that leave Islam, Allah will replace them with people that are better for the deen and for the ummah. So I think that's profound. And there's a third group with people, obviously, that are super high interest, right? These are the people that are like, No, man, they're they're coming to you. You don't have to come to them. They're already expressing interest. These are the people in our DMs that are like, yo, how do I do the shahada? These are the people like Kevin from Ireland. Shout out to you, brother. These people, I would say, again, it's a no-brainer. Just accept them with open arms. Bring them into the straight path of Allah. Inshallah, Allah accepts your guidance to them. But regardless of what I'm saying, to bring it into Anha's point, all three of these groups, you're going to have to lead by example. Your akhlaq, has to show for all of them guys no matter if they're number two which is the uninterested islamophobic anti-islam atheist either way bro none of these three people are going to meet you and not be led by your example in some way shape or form towards islam they might not agree with it but your clock has to be universal and it needs to be constant to everyone man bro there's a quote that says be so good that they
3: can't ignore you And obviously, bro, they could have so many. uh, We could apply that to so many things. But when we're talking about leading by example, bro, be so pure in your actions that, like, when people see you, they they can't ignore you, bro. They can't just disregard you. They see you, and they see like how good of a person you are, how good you treat others, how loving you are, how emotionally uh, intelligent you are, how grounded you are. How, bro, like, how positive you are where you can bring someone else into that positive state. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it, when you meet someone like that, you don't, you can't disregard them because they are having such a huge impact on you. So it's like, bro, if you can lead like that, people will feel so amazing being around you. They're, they're gonna start getting curious. Like, yo, why are you like this? Why are you so happy? Why are you so joyful? Why are you so... um? ground it. And then, bro, like, that's where you can start sliding in little seeds. And then with Mm. those little seeds, they start watering it themselves over time. And then at some point or another, if
0: Allah wills it, they will come. 100%, man. And guys, at the end of the day, like, what what we're trying to say, essentially, is like, before all that, you got to get yourself straight. How are you going to lead other people by example if you have this mentality that oh when i'm behind closed doors it's okay if i if i eat this twinkie or it's okay if you know i'm watching things i shouldn't be watching and it's like bro at the end of the day did you forget that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that never is it three people among you except that i'm the fourth or never is it that there's two among you committing a sin or murder or whatever except that i'm the third what i'm trying to say is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always watching so at the end of the day yeah, there's closed doors, but how do you act when no one's watching? Are you praying salah when no one's watching and you don't have to boast about salah? Are you doing things and taking care of yourself when the highlight and the focus and the limelight is not on you? Because if you can do that, I guarantee you it's not gonna be hard to do it with other people and lead them by example. Because Khabib, you know, professional MMA fighter and amazing Muslim subhanAllah. Say his he's not name out right, here. bro. Habib, he's not Khabib. out here doing whack you know, behind closed doors, right? You get what I mean? He's not out here eating whatever and doing whatever and watching whatever. No. So, at the end of the day, we can all learn by example. And it was a good point, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Rami, you had something to say, bro? You were you were quiet for a bit.
2: I have to go pray Asr. You still didn't pray Asr, bro? I mean, when we started, it was... It just hit Asr. I, I prayed mm. don't before I... Okay. I'll be back. Alhamdulillah, man. And we're yeah, worried about this up anyway, so... How long has it been?
0: It's been just I don't know. over an hour. Wow,
1: time flies. Yeah,
0: bro, that's how it is. That's how it is when we talk. And so it is, man. Yeah. So if you guys have made it this far, if you guys have have tuned in this long, all right, this is just for the special peeps. Right? I'm not. This is not. There's a reason I didn't say this in the beginning, but this is just for the loyal T3M family that has made it this far. Our next up-and-coming episode, stay tuned for one, talking about the Yugor crisis in China. And stay tuned for another episode. We're going to be talking about money, finances. Is it important? Is it not? And Anha has more than two cents to give towards that, inshallah. I do. Yes, sir, bro. You've been schooling me and Rami about money since, what, months ago?
3: Didn't I just ask you? about like investing before we talked about this?
0: Yeah, I'm going to teach you how to invest, but there's more about the philosophy that, you know, you were imparting your wisdom on. Ah. And in general tips, so I think that deserves its own episode. And at the end of the day, man, money isn't everything, but not having it is, right? So you got to make sure that we're straight. And at the end of the day, it's not always about the Benjamins, but it's about being able to buy what money can buy, like freedom, helping those around you. Let's say your mom needs a surgery, God forbid. And it's like, oh, man, I don't have the money. Like, do you want to be that guy? Or it's like, no, nah, I got you, mom, you know? Mm-hmm. Or your son wants to go to college. You don't want them going into debt with riba and student loans. You could help them out. Just little mm-hmm. things like that really go along the way. And it keeps you away from being a disbeliever. Mm-hmm. Now, while we wait, Rami, or for Rami to come back, I want you to share something with us Muhammad, something new that you've learned. If there's something new that you've learned after watching our podcast.
1: Um well, the episode, the episode with Fahad was like the most impactful episode. Like it was crazy like I I had so much to learn like especially the part when it comes to like debating and stuff like it's not about winning the argument, it's about winning the heart over like and realizing that having a discussion with someone is much better than just trying to argue and topple because there's like egos involved and stuff like that. So that was that was yeah. the most impactful thing that I learned off this podcast.
3: Bro, did it, did it blow your mind when uh, yeah. the Sheikh Fahad was uh, talking about the Ruh and he was saying how like in the Quran, it was a uh, third yeah. perspective perspective yeah. and then yeah. it switches to first perspective once yeah. he puts the ruh inside of us yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Because, he
1: can, because Allah can address us address yes, us once bro. he's put the ruh inside of us in our consciousness yeah that that episode was amazing like we gotta yes. have Fahad back oh yeah, we will let's believe we will,
0: we will. yeah and uh this episode's gonna come down to, well we got a queue about a month and a half now <laughs> so this episode is definitely coming out in March but nonetheless, uh, if you guys made it this far, please do your part. All right? You guys are just important to T3M as us because you guys are the actual viewers. So share this video. It helps us tremendously because as soon as we get to 5K subs, we're dropping two weekly episodes. So that's going to be double the engagement, double the views and double the amount of people that inshallah can be influenced and brought to the straight path through the grace of Allah. Yeah, man, you got something to say? Yeah,
3: listen, man. We're gonna get you this basketball hoop and this basketball. I need you training, bro. Because if I come out there and you can't cross me and you can't dunk me like you said that you can dunk, trust me, man. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that basketball hoop apart and I'm gonna sell it.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, because you gotta put your money where your mouth is, bro.
3: You can't Uh, you can't you can't bark, but I can't actually
1: dunk though. I can't actually dunk, but I know I win though. I win. You know know how you don't you don't know how to dunk. No, nah, I'm too short. Bro, you said you could dunk on me. I didn't mean it seriously. I was playing. Damn.
0: Yeah, I'm 5'7.
3: You're going to
1: be at least 5'8, 5'9 right.
0: when we meet. All at
3: right, least, well, if you keep playing. I haven't grown you're, for like three you're, years. You're going to have to at least cross me up because all I know is that one, I'm going to break your angles, and two, I'm going to have to dunk on you, bro. <laughs> Can you dunk? So, yes, sir. You're not dunking on me, though. All right, bro. Like I said, we're going to give you some time to train on that new (laughs) basketball hoop. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, bro, if you can't cross me, I'm going to take that basketball hoop apart. I'm going to come with the tools and everything.
0: (laughs) Rami, I think we made it to the end of this episode, inshallah. Why don't you close it off first? Unless you got something to say on your mind.
2: You made it this far. Comments. Hold
0: up, hold on, hold up. No, no,
3: don't even say that yet. I want to ask Brother Muhammad one question.
2: Yeah. You
1: trying to have four wives. <laughs> no. What? Nah, man. Just one? Yeah, just one. Just one. What's your reasoning behind that? Well, my reasoning is, well, the Quran says that, like. No matter how hard you try to be equal with your wives, you can't be exactly equal. And like, I would just feel discomfort just knowing that. Like,
2: yeah. the Quran says so. It, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, it says that. Like, you like you could try, you could try your best. Just don't make it like super obvious, like which one you're leaning to. But it says that you can't, like, you can't really have the same exact feeling for all of them yeah that's true even if you tried your hardest to do so it's in yeah yeah. Mm
2: -hmm, yeah. so So, like just just try and be just with them
1: yeah just trying to be just but like knowing that i'm not treating them all the exact same like to the detail that just okay that would just make me feel like worry in my heart i mean that's fair man what a sweeter man bro bro. you see yourself getting married anytime soon um Uh, early 20s maybe inshallah 20s inshallah yeah
0: that's cool bro that's cool
3: man okay so hold up now okay with that again may Allah bless you for that because that was that was real bro that was pure
1: yeah
3: yeah but now the question lies in hand are you trying to have like a real strong connection and like romance with a woman with like one woman or are you just trying to uh I don't even know how I'm trying to word this here, but the best way that I can put it, let me kind of take a step back here. Um, if we look at the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he was with Hadijah. Right? Yeah. Bro, like that was his backbone. Like she was his one, you know what I mean? And, yeah, like, that's, that's why I can, what I, want. That's, I feel you, bro. Like, I want yeah. that too. Fayan, mm-hmm. he has that. Rami wants that. And it's like ev- every man could say that he wants that. But then it's like, look what happened after the fact.
0: When Hadijah mm-hmm. passed
3: away, it's like the yeah. man. It, I'm not saying that the man went cold and he just didn't have the connection with women like he did with Hadijah But it's like now, mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. giving everything to one, he's like giving a fair amount
0: to all of the
3: ones that he's Bro. with,
0: and he's supporting them. I agree, man, hundred percent, man. And yo, like my wife watches our podcast, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna just say this right now. I know she, I know, I know you're watching, but. At the end of the day, I I hundred percent can validate Anhal's thoughts right now because if you're if you got a girl, if you got a wife who's literally out here being your backbone. You're probably not gonna think of three more, trials are open, whatever you want to say. But if you're not fully emotionally, physically, whatever you want to say, spiritually connected to them and fulfilled, yeah, okay, then that's what you need for it. Mm-hmm. And we all know about the story of the the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi and the Khadija, like. That was his backbone. They were truly connected. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I can imagine how like having someone like that taken away from you. Okay, then you're kind of gonna okay. I, I, what if that happens again? You yeah. Know? yeah. Why not just diversify yeah. my portfolio?
2: And Allah, just to, just to piggyback these points, Masha Allah. Um, it's amazing how the Prophet said He would still praise Khadija Rabbi, anha, to his wives. To the point where Aisha radiallahu anha, she was like mad. Like, you know, I don't want to hear about her anymore. And he was like, she was she was there for me when no one else was. She, he's basically saying she was my backbone. She was everything to me and she helped me so much. So I'm going to praise her whether you like it or not. But um, he didn't say that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just so we're fair, he didn't say that. But um, <laughs> uh, essentially the message is, if you have a Khadija radiallahu anha, you don't really need more. But if you don't, go for it. You're right. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to.
0: Bro, you got all these feminists in our comments always saying. So basically, what you guys are saying is, yeah, if a man has more than one wife, that it means the wives are lower value. No, I mean, essentially, what we're saying on average, on most cases, yeah, there's some men that even with a Khadija radiAllahu, they're not, they're not satisfied. They still want more, but. At the end of the day, Allah, well, man, all we're saying is at least I'm speaking on behalf of me and I know Muhammad can speak on behalf of him. If you got one ride or die, it's better than having four that are kind of half on the team. Yeah,
2: yeah, true. You know, yeah. I want to I I ask something here. I want to ask something. I want to be as fair as possible, right? Because um, what we're talking about it, like a man marries for, for the man's sake alone, right? But at the same time, look at who the Prophet are mainly married. Ex-widows, divorcees, people with children, people who were divorced, people whose husbands died. Uh, and they were alone. Prophet married them as well. Uh, and if you if you if you calculate, you know, how many ex-widows, divorcees, he or previously married women he married, Khadija being one of one of them, عنها, and you, you compare it to the amount of women he married who haven't been married before. Personally, the only one I know of is Aisha Literally the only one I know. Of. There could be more, عنها, but that's the only one I know of. Um, so subhanAllah, it's at the same time, it's like. Okay, I'm going to be completely honest. As a man, when I see like a, a Muslim woman who was divorced, who doesn't have a husband anymore or husband died, or she's going through some rough time, it's kind of like, I think about it like, you know, if I was capable, I would I would have no problem getting married to her and being there because women, some women do have a problem, obviously, um, after going through something like that. Uh, and that's the sunnah of the Prophet, right? That is the sunnah. Not that there's anything wrong with marrying four just because you want to. There's nothing wrong with that, just to be clear. But in uh, the way the Prophet conducted himself and the way he went about it is to the benefit of the community. And that's something you see with the Prophet all throughout his life. right? Always the, 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 He's being the best person for the betterment of the community um, in all aspects of life. And I think that is the, the essential message we need, to, um, we need to deliver, even if it means being monogamous.
3: Even so, if it means being monogamous guys i'm I'm gonna speak for myself here because i I can't speak for y'all but like through my experience with the women that I've been with pre-islam and my jahiliya days <laughs> man like I know what it's like to be in a relationship where you lose yourself and like you you give so much of yourself to this other person and I'm not saying that's bad uh-huh All right, bro, listen, I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm saying like, if they're not with you, bro, like it, it, it destroys you, man. Like I've been through it twice. I've been through two times where I was like completely just hurt, bro. One time was cheated on, the other time was just completely out of nowhere, just completely stripped away. So it's like for me to give so much than to have it all just broken apart. It's like, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's just because I'm hurt, but like a part of me doesn't want to give everything to one person because I know how imperfect yeah. we are as humans. Yeah. And like, I don't mind giving all of me to the creator. But, like, to give all of me to another human being who is imperfect, I've already seen what happens when I do that. Yeah. So it's like, that's where, to me, it just seems more um, logical, more rational to give okay. X amount. Yeah, this yeah I one, you, bro. This me, one,
0: this one, and this one. Let, yeah. me, let me put in my two cents before Rami goes, because uh, I definitely want to hear Rami's point. He, he looks like he has something very valuable and relevant right now. Right. What I want to say, first and foremost, is... Alhamdulillah, that every single woman is capable of cheating on you. Just like every single man is capable of cheating on you. Every single human being in this dunya, the way Allah has made us because he's made us with free will, we're not angels, will, not will, but can and has the ability to cheat on their spouse. Yeah. What I will say though, and this might help remedy a little bit of the, the thing you brought up, Anhu. If we screen girls, and not the way like we screen them in our jahiliya days, you know, being like, oh, I want a girl that looks like this, or I want a girl that does this. Nah. I'm talking about screen them in the way of the sunnah where the Prophet ﷺ said, the best women first will be the one who has iman, right? Who has taqwa, consciousness of Allah, who has really high iman, right? This girl will be Trust me, bro, looks, money, status, fame, all of this can be thrown out the window. As in, this is the most important thing, right? And there's a lot of things that I, Rami, and Anha, we can get into in a bit where, you know, we want to talk about red flags. All right, this is going to be in marriage um, or relationships for our pre-Jahiliya days. But, you know, we want to talk about those and I'm not saying, guys, that what Angel went through with one of his, his uh, experiences, what a lot of people would go through, I'm talking about the cheating, bro. And what okay. a lot of people will go through, that it's gonna, it's, we can completely forbid this from happening. No, but I, what I will, I will say is after Rami finishes the point, when we get into the red flags, these can help minimize these so that the chances of them happening are so slim to none that it's probably not going to happen, guys. And we're going to talk about two things that you guys could do. First and foremost being things to screen and look out for in your spouse, right? We, we can mainly only speak from our experience of looking for women, but I'm sure we can throw on the thing or two about, about women, our sisters looking for men. But the second thing we're going to talk about is what you got to make sure you keep doing in your marriage, all right? So these two things are we're going to talk about. Barami, let us have it. Inshallah,
2: bismillah rahim Angel, Habibi, I love you for the sake of Allah, man. Allah, I love you for the sake of Allah. Um, think about it. These were non-Muslim women. These were non-Muslim women. And even, you know, you know, you know, my story and stuff. She, even though she was Muslim by name, like, come on, like in the actions and stuff, she wasn't really there. And uh, we both have very similar experiences, unfortunately, but think about it. You, you know, what's better than a woman not cheating on you for your sake? A woman not cheating on you for the sake of Allah. Because her reasons for you might die eventually. Her reasons for Allah, if, if she's at that point, you might as well just leave her. Like, what the hell is the point of being with her at that point? She doesn't have that, that love for Islam. That's why the Prophet said the best traits to look for in, in, in a spouse, regardless, is good character and good religion. Because character, you need someone with good mannerisms who's, who's nice to you. And the scholars talk about compatibility a lot, mashallah. But when they have the deen, when they have Islam, when you, can just, when you look at them and you, you're like, this person loves Allah the way I love Allah. They love Islam the way I love Islam. And it's better that the reason they won't do anything to harm me is because of Allah, because they know they'll be accountable. Because if they were to cheat on me, harm me, neglect me, abuse me, manipulate me, and they don't believe in Allah, they're free to do that if they really want to until I walk mm-hmm. away. But if they believe in Allah, they know damn well that they're going to be punished for that. And even if it doesn't work out, at least it'll end respectfully, on a good note. So yeah. when you look at a woman, if you don't see character in deen, okay, khalas leave. But if you see character and you see deen, you'll feel the coolness of your eyes. And 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 it'll be a lot more comforting in that moment. But this is the thing, we were operating off of bad experiences in the past. We've never... You know they say like as they say. I mean they don't really say it, but I say it a lot. It's always good till it's bad. It's always bad till it's good, right? We always when we're in depressive states, we're like, man, it's gonna be like this forever until all of a sudden we're happy. We're like, damn, I'm happy, and then we're happy until it's, something bad happens, and it's all of a sudden I'm bad. It literally it takes mm-hmm. just like that. It could switch listen, up. Yeah. Listen,
0: you're so right, bro. How many women do we know that's been heartbroken by a man, an f boy, that they you know they were just thinking like a little girl and not like a woman, and they got with, and they got tossed around in terms of their heart, and now they hear like, oh, men are trash, men are dogs, men are pigs, toxic masculinity, there's that. How many men do you know that's been a simp, couldn't pick the right girl, and now they're all like, oh, these hoes ain't ish, you know, there's no good women out here, we gotta, all women are evil, you're gonna get cheated on anyway, so let me be celibate for 90 years. Bro, Yeah,
3: come on, there's so many. All right, all right, guys. I understand that 100%. But I want to know if y'all feel me and where I'm coming from. Because I'm not just referring to cheating. I'm referring to a whole bunch of other things. Because, again, we are imperfect. Not just the woman, but also the man. And, like, guys, like, you're never going to give 100% to the woman. Because if you do, well, then you're not giving 100% to the creator. You can only give 100% to one thing. Yeah. So knowing that, you're never gonna give 100% to the woman. You're gonna give her maybe more than you would anyone else. But it's like, even then, the more you give to someone, the more you are allowing them to basically hurt you and do all this. And I'm not saying this trying to act from a hurt place or anything, I'm, I'm being real, I'm being honest, I'm telling you guys from experience, like, listen, I I don't I don't share that much. You guys are my friends, but do you guys really know me? Like, how close are we really? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. me and Fire, we went to Iceland and I told him straight up, I was like, bro, I don't really open up a hundred percent with people. I don't tell them everything. I don't let them in a hundred percent because I know that once someone's in a hundred percent, like it's, it's just, it's too much, you know? And people are always gonna let you down. So it's like, again, with all that being said, with knowing that everyone's going to let you down, especially the more power you give to them, the more of your, uh, we'll say uh, time and energy and all this that you're investing in them. You can never invest a hundred percent, but like, let's say the most that you invest into them, the more power they have over yeah. doing you wrong or letting you down. Like, yeah. all right, well then it just makes sense to have it four goes, wives. And
2: yeah. It makes sense
3: to have four wives where, okay, I'm giving y'all a fair amount yeah. and I'm not giving y'all a hundred percent, nor am I being exclusive and giving you guys more than you should have yeah. where now you're potentially going to do me dirty. Yeah, And again, like it, it sounds, now that I'm hearing myself say, I'm like, all right, yeah, there are faults in what I am saying, but it's like, I am saying it because yeah, yeah.
0: It's but it's I real, though. It. It's real. Yeah. You're not filtering yourself. I like that, man. And I see that, bro, with, with how, much soul, how much damage can a soul go through before it still stays susceptible to more damage and still stays open. Matter of fact, in the front lines, ready with open arms for more experiences to potentially get damaged and hurt. So I could relate to you, bro, with that 100% firsthand. But I will say this. At the end of the day, what are you going to do about it, bro? Cause, and this is to everyone listening. Like, yeah, you could get cheated on, but, bro, can't I? Can't Angel, can't Rami, can't anyone get cheated on? Yeah. Can't someone so, so much, can't, bro, even Abu American, bro, if you're tuned in, bro, yeah, you probably won't, not to disrespect you, but, you know, he's he's a man, so I know he can handle this. You could get cheated on tomorrow. You could get cheated on just like that. Any man can get cheated on. Why are you going to look at that and be like, oh, so now what if I get cheated on again? No, it's what are you going to do about it? So. Again, we're not going to tell you the end-all, be-all solution, but what we are going to tell you is what you could do to minimize that as much as possible. So first, I'm going to hear Rami. For yeah. men, this is just for men, your advice to men, what are the number one things? Because first, we're going to talk about things before the marriage, right? Not maintenance, not how you could keep yourself on point. I'm talking about picking the right girl. What have you got to say, bro? All
2: right. F- firstly, before I answer that question, I want to I wanna comment on what said, inshallah. So, I'm really happy you brought that point up cuz that's actually something I thought of but me being me I forgot about it so it is what it is but um alhamdulillah I'm glad you brought it up uh cuz I, I also want to I also want to say that you said he can't give them all 100%. I agree 100%. I agree. Right? No pun intended obviously but I agree 100%. So if you were to give 100% to Allah you know and majority of of yourself to your purpose right wouldn't that be similar to giving percentage to this wife that wife you know divided amongst four like let's let's take the 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 other wife the three other wives and let's replace it with something right something a purpose then you're still only giving her a certain amount that's why in red pill they talk a lot about having a purpose and focusing on yourself because you're having the same effect as if you had multiple wives on the on the woman and she Mm. in a way feels replaceable and not that that's a good thing but everybody should know that um including myself and the, and the men everybody is replaceable because as soon as you think i'm the i'm the hero i'm the spider-man no one can take over no one can replace me that's usually when you get replaced that's, not that's something oh you're know. right yeah but sorry to to answer the question unless Unhell or somebody wanted to come no no no.
0: before that i want to i want to address a point that you made to address on point that he made to address my point which is going to be that at the end of the day you got all these men saying oh should i text another girl to Create attraction between me and my girl. Should I cheat on her to fake high value? It's like, bro, why don't you put her second and put your purpose, put Allah, put your career, something like that first? You feel me? And it's like that's how you really know what's real. It's not that you know you're doing things to, you know, just being fake and just you know fake it till you make it. Nah, like you could be all that you want to be, but you got to have something in life that's bigger than you first, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and two. How are you going to manipulate and navigate yourself in this dunya? How are you going to position yourself to be a king or a queen? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to let you answer it now. Yeah.
2: Just k'la khair, Habib. And beautiful. Pause,
3: detail. bro. Pause. So let me say this before I forget it. Because it's completely involved. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. So think of it like this. You have to give 100% to the creator. Because without the creator, you'd be nothing. Right. You give 100% to the Creator, and everything else you do for the remembrance of Allah. Right? You work, do for the remembrance of Allah. You love, you do for the remembrance of Allah, for the sake of Allah. Bro, you get married. Why do you get married? Because that is completing half of the deen. All right, bro? But it's not in the sense that you get married and now you're going to give so much to this one person because that's defeating the purpose of why you're doing it in the first place. And I'm just going to go ahead and chime in and say here that when you have multiple wives, you are, you're basically not letting that occur. Because when you only have one woman, it's a lot easier for you to give her more than is necessary. Mm -hmm. And the moment you begin to give her more than is necessary, Rami can completely going on this and i'm not telling you to say details because bro alhamdulillah that's done it's over with it's it is what it is you learn from it yeah, yeah. but it's like you can never give too much to someone and bro muhammad bro if you want to have yeah. one wife this is i'm not try, i'm not trying to <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not i trying know so you not not people... have one
1: wife man some people, some people think that you guys are knocking monogamy when you when you like give benefits of polygamy, but it's like nah, like there's a choice, but each has its pros and its cons. It just depends on like mm-hmm. what type of person well, you your are. Lifestyle. Yeah. So whichever one is better for you, you can take no. it. Yeah. With that being said, without more
0: tangents, Rami, answer yeah. yeah. the Rami. damn question, bro.
2: Yes. All right. Bismillah. I just want to say, yes, 100%, you cannot give any any soul too much. If you do that, then it's basically taking too much is basically, I mean, there's there's different standards. But basically, you don't want to get to the point where you take your worship of Allah, the place you know that's designed for Allah to be in your heart, and start filling it with someone else, even if it's just 1%. Because that's when you overstep and you mess up. And then usually when you put something else in the place Allah's supposed to be in your heart, he takes it away. He tests you with it. I can say that firsthand, and it's just—it is what it is. So don't do that. Hold on
0: first. Yeah. Let me let, listen. Hold listen, up, listen. Hold up, Hold
2: up. I thought you said number. No, 10. No, no, I got—I
0: got a point. Listen, I got to got finish what me. I was saying, bro. With
3: what? With what we were just saying here.
0: I got to finish what I was going to say with this. Not this is
3: intricate, bro. This is intricate. Go for it, man. I'm gonna let you go. Okay, it's very quick, very quick, but just to finish, I—it's all about balance. And I feel in my perspective, in my humble opinion, that if you have four wives, it's much easier to have the balance because you are less prone to giving more to this one person. But again, you could have just one wife and do it, you know, because if I were to say, no, no, it's only four wives, only four wives. Well, it's like, okay, well, now we got to take in a whole bunch of other things into account, like. Well, what do you do for work? What is your passion? Like, how much energy are you giving to that? You know, because if I'm, if I'm giving so much to that, then I'm also taking away from my dean,
0: from my creator and stuff like that. Yeah, Y'all understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 100%, man. And yo, I say this time and time again, but fellas, you got to stop replacing Allah with girls, with women. Stop using women as that placeholder To connect all of your emotional feelings, your heart, your, your, your love, your this. I'm not saying don't love a woman and don't don't be, you know, don't make them feel good and don't be emotionally connected to them. But what I'm saying is that little voice in your in your head, that little feminine energy that you got, because obviously as men, we still got that, that tells you, you know, I need this thing, this, this this place of contact that I can connect my love, that I could just pour my heart out, that I could just share everything about my day, that I could just give my soul to fully. Why are you doing that to your women when your woman, when women can't even take that the right way, when they don't even know how to handle that, bro? You might scare her off. You might, at the end of the day, look, women do that to us, to men. They vent to you. They come home. They tell you, oh, this is what happened at work. See, they do this because at the end of it, they feel that relief. They feel good. They feel like, okay, I just let, I just discharged all this energy that I had and they feel more connected to you. But it's not the same way with, with women, fellas. If you go to your woman and you tell her about this, you vent, you do this, bro, it's not the same. What you should be doing is do this to the most high, to Allah, to, Allah, to the source. You should be on the prayer mat, on your knees, yeah. hearing. I don't care if you're crying, if you're breaking down, repenting, venting showing all your frustration sharing everything crying for help crying for guidance crying for the blessings of Allah and it's like at the end of the day this is the point Allah is the point of contact that you need to be letting all of this out on because at the end of the day I guarantee you that feeling that a woman has when she's done venting to her man is going to be the feeling that you have when you're done opening up to Allah on the salah and when you're done that Amin. and when you're done that you can truly feel good and non-needy and non-emotionally like i need to give this to my woman when you talk to her you're going to go to her you're going to be more grounded you're going to be more cool you're going to be more chill and she'll sense that from you you know what i mean and it's like part of her that damn like why can't why can't i be that but it's like trust me like women women say that but they, they don't want that so at the end of the day put allah first make allah the thing that women look to you as, obviously women should look to Allah before their man, but you guys get what I'm, what I'm saying for the sake of mm-hmm. scenario. The thing that women need you as to be that rock, to be that thing that they can be a storm around, you got to look at Allah to be that so that you yeah. can be yourself and fully let go emotionally around. Yeah, and that's... there's nothing wrong with that because Allah tells you time and time again, my slave, come to me, repent to me, mm-hmm. pour your heart out to me, share everything mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. So why don't you start having that that scenario? Because girls are really good at that, man. Girls have, they have diaries, bro. They got the sisterhood. They got the friends on speed dial. Mm. They're, bro, they know that we're open energy systems like her always preaches. And they know that they can discharge any time. But as men, we, we constantly try to repress ourselves because it's like, okay, yeah, I'll admit it, bro. No other man wants to hear your issues. We're not like girls. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> Allah's always there. 24 7 Here's the thing you wanna, you wanna hit up your homies It's 5am And you're like Damn bro They're asleep I know you guys know that feeling You can relate to that And you're like Damn mm-hmm. How could I hit them up If they're, they're catching some sleep Oh I gotta wait mm-hmm. till tomorrow So you cry yourself to sleep or I don't know bro Some guys are hell emotional But it's like Allah's open It's 5am is an hour away You could pray to Hajj. You could do the night prayer And you yeah. could pray to Allah Allah's never gonna close his doors for you So why don't you use that Yeah I man Bro yeah.
3: around me before you say something because i i I feel it i feel it coming from you right now um i've went through a period in my life where i i tried to be more open and just like talk about my uh feelings and emotions (laughs) bro that does not work let me tell you something as a man there's a reason why we try to hold everything in because one when we're over here trying to talk to everyone about it, like it doesn't really do the same thing that it does for a woman that it does for us. But two, we can't fully handle it on our, or by ourselves. And that's where the creator comes in. You know, and I'll open up a little bit here with y'all and say that last night or for the past, for the past like three weeks, I've been feeling real low. I've been feeling real low about a lot of things, but I didn't tell anyone, bro, no one close to me did I tell them, did I share this negative feeling that I was feeling, because one, I knew it was temporary, and two, why would I wanna bring someone down with something that I'm experiencing? I just wanna lift other people up, all right? So I dealt with that, I went into prayer, bro, and like, dude, I just broke down in prayer, praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that to me was the most relief that I've ever experienced before because like you know I I haven't been Muslim my entire life like I'm still new to this but like me doing that me being in prayer like you said you do the prayer you go to the creator you don't go to anyone else you go to the creator and you release to the creator bro that's
0: that's next level and you actually feel like you have more energy after don't you bro because yeah, dude, when, you, when when we go to our homies we don't feel that discharge bro we're like damn bro let me go to another homie or now let me yeah. tell this person let me tell my mom yeah. it's like when you go to a lot you truly feel done
3: yeah bro and it's it's weird because like when i would go to my friends in the past i felt exactly what you said where it's like, ah, I don't feel that full release. Maybe I need to talk about it some more. Maybe I need to talk to my other friend over here. He's more into this stuff. He's more like uh more wiser and has more knowledge and can really help me out with these things. But man, I'm being, I'm being a hundred, my bad. I'm being a hundred percent honest here and saying like whenever I would tell my friends that bro i would feel weak because i know i, I knew that subconsciously mm-hmm. a part of them was judging me and basically seeing me as a weaker version you know because I'm, bro i'm i'm literally like stepping down and being vulnerable to this person but this person is not god this person is not the creator this person can't solve my issues this person is just here listening to what i'm saying and by me doing that i felt weak and this bro like it, it never gave me the release that i wanted and it it almost made it worse. It almost, like, bro, the feeling that I had, it almost made it worse. And it's like, I felt even weaker. And once I did it to Allah, once I just stepped down and just released it all to Allah, it's like, there was no feeling of weakness. There was no feeling of judgment. There was just, it, it was almost like everything that I had was just fully stripped away and nothing but strength was given nothing but clarity was given. Nothing 100%. but
0: peace was given, bro. And that's that's next level, bro. Guys, you can't, you can't compare this to anything else. Um, And before we... Yeah, listen, listen. For the sake of just staying on topic, because I know we're too raw and too unfiltered, I'm going to let Rami answer the question that I originally asked, how do we stop <laughs> this? But I 100%, I 100% can acknowledge and relate to you, bro, Angel, because at the end of the day, women... And this is, a, this is game for, for fellas, too. When your woman is coming to you and wants to vent, stop being there like, how do I fix her problems? How do I, how do I you know, solve her, her issues? She's coming at me with this, and I'm going to be too analytical. Bro, sometimes you get too caught up in trying to fix your woman's problems that you're not even listening to your woman some some people and i'd say most women don't really need you to vent to so you give them clear-cut advice they just need something to let their heart out onto and just share their feelings with so at the end of the day hear them out first yeah here and there throw your advice but bro some people more people than not and i'm talking about men i know in my life too they just want someone to talk to so just hear them out bro and That's the thing with Rami. Like, I know this about Rami. Whenever I'm telling him something, like, I don't really vent him, but if I'm sharing something with him or if I had had a good day or I, I tell him anything, bro, this man waits till I'm done talking. And it's like, at the end of that, that's already a release. He's not here like, oh, how do I solve this guy's problems? How do I be a guidance counselor? He's not out here trying to do that. He's just here like, okay, cool. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for sharing that. Sometimes, bro, that's enough. But I'm gonna let you answer it now. What can men do in the modern day? to screen and make sure that only the best, or as Abu American says, vetting, because vetting is essentially just screening out the bad women. Yeah. How
2: can men do that today? What can they look out for? Okay. So firstly, <sighs> Bismillah. so I mentioned before character and deen, right? So with things that matter to you as an individual, you have to know where you draw the line and what things you can tolerate. So let's say, for example, you do not want a woman, and you can even like literally make a list. Make a list. You should make a list of the men you want to be and the woman you want to have or the women you want to have. If you have, if you draw the line of, I do not want her talking to men, maybe at work, okay, school, once in a while, if she needs to, if it's necessary, okay. But I don't want her being friends with men. Make that a priority. And if you see she's friends with men, buy, literally that easy. A lot of people are scared to say buy. They Damn, work. bro,
0: where'd you get all that game from? <laughs> I, have, I,
2: I know some brothers, mashaAllah. I'm gonna just say that i know some brothers <laughs> oh, for you know, real, may or Good may stuff. not have a podcast with them but subhanallah so, Man, so you need to know what you want you need to make it clear right and you need to know where maybe you can you can tolerate a little bit right and that differs from person to person but essentially with character you want to see who she is a lot of time fayad mentioned we're very analytical we're very logical rational thinking about Analyzing things, right? But the issue is a lot of the time we're analyzing the wrong thing. We're analyzing what she's saying, not how she's saying it. Because sometimes how someone says something is more important than what they're saying. Words can be meaningless, but the power is behind how they're saying it, what they mean when they say it, right? So you have to analyze how they're saying the things they're saying, of course, what they're saying, but how they're saying it, the words they're using, the tone they have, the way they express themselves. And you have to kind of drawing a blank here. Um, Oh, yeah. Also, you have to watch how they move, who they are. Even you have to do a little bit of social media stalking, you know, see the friends they're with, see how they treat their family, mannerisms, character, and think as soon as you bro, be a little bit critical, right? Go with two eyes open. I heard this saying once when you're when you're looking for someone for marriage, go with two eyes open. Once you're in marriage, shut one eye, Right. Keep one eye open, keep one eye shut. You don't want to be too critical in marriage. But when you're vetting, this is game time. Filter. Mm-hmm. You put the Brita filter on. Filter out the, 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 the nasty stuff, right? So watch them. If you see something, you don't have to confront them. Take note of it. Notice it. If it's a continual pattern, an issue, bye. Khalas, bye. On to the next. As one brother once told me, you missed the, miss the bus, you catch the next one 15 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Right? I wonder, I wonder who said that. SubhanAllah. Jeez. But Uchi. anyways, anyways, <laughs> it's literally that simple. Like looking for marriage is not marriage until you're in you don't owe anybody anything. You could be talking to them for a few months. All of a sudden you want to, you see something bad, you go some peace. It is what it is. That's the character sign. Next is the Dean because not wanting someone, not wanting your wife or your, your future wife to talk to other guys is not just the character um, preference. It's an Islamic thing as well. So now it ties into deen. So you have to look, how are they acting in terms of their deen? How is even things like their hijab? I'm not saying you shouldn't marry someone because their hijab is a little off, but you have to notice these things. And if you pair her lack of hijab with maybe her lack of modesty when she's speaking to people, you put two and two together, maybe her modesty isn't there. And modesty is a big part of iman, a big part of faith. Maybe she's not praying her prayers. I, th- I honestly think if a woman doesn't pray istikhara, if a woman does not pray istikhara for marriage, that's a, that's, a, that's a bad sign. Istikhara is basically when you pray to raqa, you ask, you make dua to Allah. If this is good for me, make it so. If not, take it away from me. If she doesn't do that, that's worrisome. Istikhara is basically like for marriage. That's what people use it for nowadays. It's for everything. But nowadays, mainly when it comes up, it's like for marriage or something. That's mm-hmm. one of the big decisions. Mm-hmm. So character, if you see things you don't like, you walk away, right? If you see things you like, you stay. You keep going. You see who they are—the person. Look at their dean. Look at their family. A lot of this is a big one, a big one. A lot of the time, people think she's amazing, even though her father is horrible, her mom is uh, a vile back—you know, backbiter. Her siblings are mentally uh, deranged. She's good. <laughs> Wh- which family are you marrying into? Uh-huh. You're gonna you're gonna have to deal with that. You have to deal with the mom and the dad and the family. Look at the family. So that's what I would say. Those are the big three character okay, on a special <clears> throat> level throat> religion on a special level and family look at those things but yeah my when bad. you talk brother just before you
1: start your next point um my phone's about to die so i might end up leaving early no worries earlier. bro no, no worries, no worries man. Man. all right
0: listen so. it's been a pleasure having you if it dies yeah. it
1: dies if it doesn't it
0: doesn't if you want to leave right now cool yeah. but thank you so much bro from the bottom I'm- of our hearts for all you do welcome to the team for t3m We are looking forward to having you contribute more to the podcast and just growing with us. Yeah, I wasn't talking much because I
1: was just... Looking forward to crossing you
3: up,
0: dunking on you, and...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I wasn't talking much because I had so much to learn from this. So, yeah, I was just paying attention the whole time. Oh, man, always, man. Alhamdulillah. All right.
0: So, my point being is the three things that you said, bro. Thank you so much for sharing that, Rami. I will say something very similar to his character integrity thing. Number one, bro, if you got a girl who's saying one thing, but her actions are showing something else, cut that off right away. Yeah. And this could be something like a little lie. Bro, I don't tolerate lies. Here's the thing if she tells you something that's like a white lie, like, you know, trying to be nice, like, here's the thing there's a difference between that and her just being a compulsive liar, even if it's little things. Yeah. So I notice these things, I'm cognizant of these things, best beliefs. So, These are things when she says one thing, but her actions show something else. I don't want that. Number two, if she's masculine, bro, it's a wrap just for me. Like me, I (laughs) I can't speak on behalf of the choir, but I will say I am naturally someone that likes to lead and I'm a good leader type. So for me, I need a good follower type. Um, And at the end of the day, Rami already said it best. The Prophet said that good company is better than loneliness, but loneliness is better than bad company. So what makes you think I'd rather not be lonely than be with a masculine girl? I wouldn't. So at the end of the day, I would would put 100% a feminine girl that's okay to be feminine. And she's worked through this media programming and social conditioning that tells her, oh, being feminine is bad. You're being weak. You shouldn't do this. Bro, that's just capitalism, man. That's capitalism for you telling you that a woman submitting to her boss and her her corporation is better than a man submitting to her husband? Come on now. That can't be. That can't be straight. Um I would say another point would be a girl that is always punctual. If a girl is on time, and this is for anyone in general, punctuality is a huge thing. This is a reminder to myself too, but a girl that's always on time, she's always there, she stays true to her word. This is key. Number four, this is just me personally, the thing that Rami said too, this was for him too personally, the no male friend thing. This is, this is for me, this is 100% it. This is not some insecurity or like, oh, I don't, like, if you text this guy, uh, you know, I feel like you're going to start forming. Nah, bro. Was, for me, it's more so like, well, that's just, that's just a boundary for me. I don't want to deal with that. It's it's from the Sunnah, it's from Islam, it's from it's from the Prophet's ways. And it's like, bro, at the end of the day, why why I'm not doing that? (laughs) Like, you feel me? Like, I'm not here texting chicks behind my behind your back and doing doing something, so that's not necessary. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, I get it. If you gotta text your coworker or you got because a lot of guys hit me up, they're like, Oh um my girlfriend uh you know have has this coworker, and you know she needs to text him to like trade shifts and coordinate the the opening schedules and all that and i'm like okay wh- why she got him on snapchat though and you know what i mean like you don't need snapchat to trade shifts bro like let's let's be honest now so things like that look out for and i want to address the point that rami said too this is very important rami said the thing about her family here's the thing bro you cannot control her family. But you are marrying, you know, in not into their family, but it's like they're going to be there to some degree. So I'm not going to fully say what Rami said is 100%, but I'm not going to say 0% either. I will agree with Rami's point that be aware and conscious of the family. Know that the things that they do, toxic family members, these are things that I'm not going to say the girl has, but the things that the girl had growing up whether she builds up her life to the point where she overcomes those things and works through them and lets that dead baggage go that's a different story if she does khalas subhanallah marry her but if she doesn't be aware of that and if these things keep coming up remember that birds of a feather flock together but i'm not going to say this is true for every single case this is true on average right it's a generalization because it's true it's cliche um the last thing i want to note, and this is just for me is Here's the thing, bro. You want a girl, just like Khadija, just like Anha said, who is your backbone. She's not going to be someone who wants to count favors. You want someone that fully gives in to your agenda. If you tell her, hey, babe, this is my purpose. This is my life. This is my whatever school. This is my mission. This is my uh, this is my craft. And here's how you can help me or she should be wanting to help you anyway. That's a keeper, bro. It's Not a girl who's going to remember what she did five days ago. And, oh, I did the dishes yesterday. So today you're going to do the dishes. Nah, bro. And bro, best really real men notice these things. Like things when a girl really does things without counting favors. It's not that we forget these things, bro. We notice these things and we like these things. So at the end of the day, this is some of the things that I think should be uh things that you screen out for. This is pre-marriage because we're gonna talk about post-marriage after. But if you want the whole you want the whole nine yards of the game, consider getting on Patreon. Cause come on now, this is just YouTube. But ba- Anha, let us hear your two cents before. Marriage. Yeah.
3: So let me just say that um I think I have like five percent battery. YouTube. Okay, no worries. So we're gonna have to cut this short. Mm-hmm. But to finish off I think this is all beautiful. One thing that I would add in that's super important and guys get it twisted all the time is chemistry. I'm not talking about legitimate science. I'm talking about like the chemistry that you experience with a woman. And this not just looks, looks is a big part of the chemistry, but I'm also speaking of in terms of, um, I I wish there were studies for this, but I'm just going to like, I'm going to put myself out here. I'm going to proclaim this theory. So if y'all want to accept it, you can accept it. If you don't want to accept it, don't accept it. That's cool. But the pheromones, the pheromones that we release, and yes, we as humans do release pheromones, because if you go into these stores that have the colognes, the perfumes, you could have the same scent, put on your skin and that same scent put on Rami's skin is gonna smell different on him than it does on me. Why is this? Because of our pheromones, the way that it all interacts, the chemistry. So your pheromones have to intertwine and mix with her pheromones. And if like, let's say you meet the girl and it's like, yo, you think she's super attractive. Her judgment of character is on point to where it's like everything she passes all the tests, and her dean is on point. But you know what? The chemistry is just not there. Yeah. And I feel like if if one were to disregard that and say, ah, well everything else is good, so I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, shoot the shoot the shot here. I'm just gonna
0: get married with her. Like that's that's a huge downfall. Yeah, yeah. Percent, man. I like where you're going with that. And bro. Rami, if you have a quick point, I'm gonna let you speak. But if that's it for pre, bro, I know you are at five percent or less. I'm gonna just hear you go straight into things in the maintenance of your marriage, things that men, that fellows can do after getting married.
3: I'm not married, so I can't really okay. <laughs> I can't give much advice
0: on that. for your pre Jahelia days. Ah, after the girl, bro. Come on, one, one thing.
3: One thing masculine frame. You always have to have the masculine frame. What does this mean? It means exactly what it implies. Meaning that the masculine frame is you being in your masculine, being the man in the relationship and the woman being in her feminine frame, being the feminine, the woman in the relationship. If that switches and you go into your feminine and the woman goes into her masculine, ooh, it's only a matter of time before it
0: all falls apart. Mm-hmm. Big facts, bro. I would just say to add to that point that, guys, so many guys I know after they get into a relationship, their bank balance looks worse than before the relationship. So many guys I know after, before marriage, they look somewhere after way yeah, after the marriage, they, they they look worse. And it's like, bro, why would she not lose attraction for you? At the end of the day, if she found you when you're, let's say, an 8 out of 10, if you stay at an 8 out of 10, do you realize she has nothing to lose? She's still going to be constantly attracted to you. If you increase and you keep improving yourself, bro, she's only going to get more and more attracted to you because however much she was attracted to you before, you're more improved now so if you had $100 in your bank now you got 100k oh she's more attracted if you look like a six out of ten before now you're nine out of ten. Oh, she's more attracted to you if you had no purpose in life now you got you're doing something for the world and you're trying to sh- change the whole dunya oh she's going to be more attracted to you so my advice to you is at the very least be who you were when you signed up throughout the whole terms of the agreement Worst case scenario, I'm just saying this is going to be it. Under no circumstance will you depreciate, will you regress, will you decline over the course of your marriage. But best case scenario, you're going to improve, obviously, because, again, we're not trying to raise boys here. We're trying to raise men who are actually going to empower themselves and stay in the masculine, like Anil said, not... Guys who fall for those tests, like when the girl says, oh, you can do this. It's okay. I'm not going to look at you some other way. Like, bro, come on. At the end of the day, I I heard that one too many times from past experiences with past girls. So at the end of the day, bro, to keep it simple, be who you are, man. Don't lose yourself in the journey. And I would say the second most important thing, because I know said one, this is my first point, my second and last point for maintaining your marriage. And, you know, I would say, bro, this is key transparency, all right? Transparency. I'm not going to say some cliche thing like communication, but it's true. How many times, bro, her picture this, bro. You got a wife. You got two kids, all right? Your kids want to do something that you wouldn't be okay with. What do you tell them? No. Here's the thing, though. They know that. So they go to their mom. They go to your wife. Your wife, knowing that you want to prove that, Let's them do it because she would be okay with them doing it. Oh, that's
3: disrespect.
0: 100%. And and the the, the only day, way that the woman would disrespect you is if you're not in your masculine frame. 100%. And at the end of the day, bro, I don't care if you've seen your mama do that. This is for the women. I don't care if you've seen your your sister do that, your cousins do that, your grandmama do that. That's not how we run things over here. So at the end of the day, I don't care if, you know, you're okay with that at the end of the day. This is not something like you know male supremacy thing like i'm running things even though that's kind of the dynamic it has to be and provided that at the end of the day the least you could do is be transparent right so if your wife came to you at the least and said hey your kids want to do this you know they're thinking of doing this wouldn't you look at her with so much more respect and be close to her than her just allowing them to do it and then Mm -hmm. you finding out later From external sources, not even from her, the kids. Like, bro, just Mm -hmm. think about that, bro. At the end of the day, transparency is something that couples lack today.
2: Yeah.
3: But it all starts, my bad, Rami, I want you to go. But the last thing I just want to slide in here is that it all starts with the masculine frame. Because if you're not in your masculine and she doesn't see you as daddy, for lack of better words, bro, she's not going to be transparent with you. And she's not. What was the other thing you said, Payet? Communication. Communication. No, Was it communication? I said transparency most of the time. You said transparency for your second thing. What was the first thing that you mentioned? Don't lose yourself. Don't get lost in the sauce. But would you get lost in the sauce if you were being daddy? I don't know, bro. If you were being the man in the relationship? You wouldn't. So it's like, it all stems back to you being a proper man in the relationship,
0: yeah, at least in my point of view. And I'm going to say something right now, and I feel like Rami will definitely say this as his point because Rami always says this. You should be doing this for you, not for the woman. So yep. I'm going to let you speak now, Rami.
2: Uh, I just, I wanted to say this for a while, so I want to I get it in now, inshallah. I'm not going to use the term submit to the husband. But a woman, and I want, I want everyone to listen, a woman being submissive, right? A woman being submissive to her husband is a part of her submitting to Allah. I'll say it again. A woman being submissive to her husband is a part of her submitting to Allah. One, the way Allah created the woman to be, naturally submissive. And two, her not obeying, because obey has a bad connotation, but I'll say listening to the husband and the things that he is obligated in. For example, protecting her, right? It's normal, it's natural, it's healthy for a woman to be submissive to her husband. And it's normal, natry, natural, and healthy for the man to be dominant. That's just how it's been for like ever, forever. Everything done from psychology to biology to Islam to everything says this. So a woman being submissive to her husband is not demeaning, it's maximizing. And it's her listening and, being, and submitting to Allah alone. That's essentially what I wanted to say. I also wanted to, to plug in um Abu American and Gabriel Al Romani. Uh, we had them both as you know uh honorable guests, mashallah, in the past. Um their work is like amazing. Just you know, listen to their stuff, buy their books, and and uh they're people I look up to, that's why I, I'm recommending them. Uh, because they go back to Quran and Sunnah and uh they yeah, their their work is great, mashallah. That's basically it from me. Alhamdulillah. Man.
0: Ameen. Yo, you got something to say before you want to send goes to zero? <laughs> nah, let's end it here, guys. Good podcast. I was going to say it's All right. All right. So, yo, Ibn Marah, the time traveler, has entered the waiting room. Why don't we let him end <laughs> this one out, man?
1: <laughs>
0: Oh, man. My guy came in just as we were about to wrap right. it up. Allah.
3: Yeah, let, let him set his stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. There you as- go. <laughs> as alaykum, <laughs> Yeah, I can hear you guys now.
3: Just All out right, of guess
1: bro. what, well, bro?
0: We were literally just going to wrap it up right now. <laughs> All right. I'm back for that.
1: Let's I'm see you. Back in perfect you time. I got go. these broken glasses. Got the glass.
2: Oh, yikes. What happened? Ooh.
1: Oh, I just stepped on them.
2: Bro, you better not wear those
1: when I'm balling you up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Trust, bro. I do better <laughs> without my glasses.
2: Well, you better have some contacts on. <laughs> Right, when when Angel said balling you up what did, what did you think he meant because did the same thing pop in your head that popped in my head when he said balling up yeah is that, is that Toronto slang bro yeah
3: yeah what, what is does there, it is mean in Toronto, Toronto?
2: balling no, up in,
3: in, smoking weed
2: yeah
3: Ah. and if yeah, someone nah, balls you up that.
0: Yeah, yeah. putting that purple rosemary <laughs> on the on the back <laughs> you know <laughs>
3: true okay yeah No, nah, I'm not talking about that yeah we
0: know, we know oh not. we know you're not talking about that bro yeah you got that purple jacket bro not that purple rosemary But for the sake of our first time ever, this is not a feature, guys. Like, this is our actual legitimate first time speaking to Muhammad too. So for the sake of that, bro, we're going to let you end it off today. Oh, me? Yeah, man. Just just say. Hey, Before before
3: you end it off, if anyone made it this far, go ahead and put hashtag break your ankles.
2: I was going to say broken glasses, man. It's perfect. It's right. At the <laughs> end. broken. OK. Broken glasses. Broken
3: glasses. That's actually very fitting.
2: Broken on hell.
1: Yeah.
0: Damn. No, 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 no. I am broke. Yeah. I am what? broke.
3: Man, putting me what on blast. Cents,
0: give your give your thoughts just to the viewers that made it this far. It could be anything, man.
1: Um, just give it a like. Give it a share. Push this podcast out there. Yeah. That's all I have to say. I don't have much to say, and I want Rami to end it off like usual. Hundred percent.
2: Amen. All right. Allahumma atina fil dunya wa fil akhirati wa Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi. What better canon. There you go. There it is.